Hello, happy hatchet humans. It's season two, episode two. Comics and bars, throwing axes. Had a little bit of a hiccup today. The owner's in Grand Junction, and his helpers are in Denver. So I can only imagine that they're brewing up some crazy stuff. Four seven seven seventy distilling. They're getting some plants together. They really hatched house. They're out there working for your pleasure, your entertainment, your enjoyment. Give it up for 477 Distilling and the Greeley Hatchet House. We wouldn't be here without them, so thank you. We do have a treat for y'all today. It's the first time I've interviewed two people at once. It's Nikki Rax and Zach Roberts from the Cheyenne Comedy Scene. It gets crazy. It gets wild. We're doing this chubby behemoth style. Let's do it, man. Comics Bar, Stone Axes. Nikki Rax, Zach Roberts. I, I only met this her is, uh, a few this times. This is a straight-up kidnapping situation. Sweet. I met her once. Uh, I hit on her um, <clears throat> on Dom's birthday. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to hit on somebody, do it on her birthday. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah especially if you're going to hit on somebody's sister, do it on his birthday. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here, fellas. This is... Uh, oh, okay. Happy to be here. Yeah, I guess I should explain a little bit. This is normally comics and bars throwing axes... And we do it from the Greeley Hatchet House. We had a bit of a commu- miscommunication this week. The worst miscommunication at like the worst possible time. So we are now, what is this? Comics in theaters sitting on our asses. Chill, chill yeah, our asses. at tables. Yeah. Chilling at tables. <laughs> and staring at this PBR. <laughs> but, Just keep at it. You'll get there. <laughs> so who we have with us today is we have very wonderful Zach Roberts and Nikki Rax, two comedians out of the Cheyenne, Wyoming comedy scene. Hi, fellas. How's it going? Hey there. Mm. Happy to be here. Yeah, happy to be here, man. Say hi to America. Hi, no. America. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you guys are fresh off of the Dillinger's open mic last night, Cheyenne, Tuesday night. How'd it yeah. go? Yep, yep, yeah. Uh, pretty responsive last night. It was a good crowd. Yeah. We both killed, I think. Mm. Yeah, I mean... If we, we always have a good good crowd out there. It seems like we hardly ever have a really hard crowd. The Cheyenne community in general has just been incredibly supportive of all this comedy stuff that Dom's doing and I mean between you know you got people like me and Nikki that are you know really supportive and just nice and we also when we get on stage you know we talk on an abundance of shit and yep so <laughs> I mean yeah, it's always a good time I mean you know even when Nikki says like oh I'm not sure if I killed last night I'm like I'm pretty sure you fucking did pretty good but yeah <laughs> So it's it's been just absolutely fucking incredible. I, I could not be happier, and now we're doing that thing in Denver tonight. Yep. You know, then we got another thing on Friday night. <laughs> fucking oh, man, so many. Do we have a thing Friday night? Yeah, we got scooters. scooters. Oh, I'm working this Friday. Yeah, I told Joe I wasn't going to be able to make it. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll make sure you make it. I'm going to get you fired. I, I told them that you've been drinking and doing drugs on the job. So <laughs> they were probably. I like, also told him. And then, <laughs> well, I told him you've been sexually, like sexually harassing people, and you know, I basically told him you were Donald Trump, and they were. And like, they were like that, that. We've been working with him for over a year now. <laughs> we're fully aware. Oh man! So this is this is a bit of a treat for me. I'm used to seeing five drink Nikki. This is <laughs> is what is like no drink Nikki. This no is no H2O drink Nikki. Nikki. Uh, mildly hungover from Tuesday night, Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is hair of the dog, Zach, so if you're happy. <laughs> this is a one Diet Coke, Rudy, I guess. <laughs> oh, Need to yeah. step it up, Rudy. Yeah. Oh, man. Look out, world. Don't yeah. go too far, man. I know, yeah. This weekend was pretty crazy for me, because we had 
The Dega Palooza stuff. Yeah. I had the Met with Dom and Matt. I heard that went over really well. Yeah, it was it was a great room, guys. I can't wait for you guys to do it because they're they're gonna be looking for local talent there. Oh, they're and yeah. you know Dominic's just gonna be like, I got Nikki, I got Zach, so <laughs> be prepared, man. It's a it's a crazy. It's fun though. It's a, like spotlight. It was it was weird. It's traditional like tiny stage spotlight, huge spotlight. <laughs> You know, in that just dark room, you can barely see anybody. So. I actually almost don't mind that because a lot of the times when I can see the crowd, I can't tell if I should make eye contact with right. someone or if I'm going to start a dress. Because when you have that light in your face and you can't see anything, it's like, well, I'm just going to go. That's actually brilliant. Like, I never really thought of it like that. Like, I've always just been like, ugh, you know, like light in my eyes. But like, if I can't fucking see anybody, then fuck it. I'm just going to go off and hopefully a bunch yeah. of good things happen. <laughs> Sunday was Dugapalooza. That's what I remember. Yeah. Sunday was Dugapalooza. That was a huge thing, too. That was such a... It was an emotional day, for sure. Yeah, because you headlined that. You were incredible. Sh- it was... Yeah, it was kind of weird how that worked out, because I think it was... Uh, Ricky was supposed to close out the night, and then he ended up going in the middle of the day, and then it would have been Sean Ferguson, but for some reason, uh, Rosa was like, hey, you should see if Sean will switch with you, so I asked, and he was like, well, it doesn't matter to me, and I was like, dude, it would be like... Oh, awesome to me yeah. if I got to close out the night and he's like oh sure then go for it yeah, yeah and then I ended up getting close out the night it was really weird though like I want to say around seven ish the the crowd just kind of died off hmm. and I was just watching people go up there to to no response whatsoever like really good comics and good material good right. delivery and there's just like no response for a little while there so it kind of got rough at the end of the night you know a lot of weed at that event probably <laughs> everyone was just really high they're like yeah i mean i'm too high to laugh dude i mean doug did work at the joint smoke shop before <laughs> Colin, so if you're not everybody's favorite head shop guy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah speaking of that I fucking i forgot my pen back in wyoming oh, where it is actually illegal dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was weird for me because i ended up opening the thing i was expecting somebody else to open i wasn't expecting i was i was expecting somebody else to bite the bullet <laughs> I didn't want to bite it again, but right. whatever, I'll bite it for Doug. <laughs> so I bit it for Doug. You're always a fun opener, though. Anytime you like, anytime you go up, like at the beginning of the night, like I'm always, I'm always the one that's just like, ah, <laughs> fucking Rudy. <laughs> it was, it was not a bad turnout for eleven in the morning, though. Honestly, yeah, yeah. There was more people there than I thought was going to be right at the beginning. And then I also was like, there's no way that anyone from the start of this thing is going to be here at the end of this thing. I'm sure as shit. You're like, yeah, I heard it was. I heard it was such a big crowd that like, well, what did they say from the comedy for it? Like, if you went to Dagapalooza, at least make sure you test negative before you come around. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, is that big, huh? Okay, Doug would be proud. Would. Yeah. I just realized you were talking about COVID and not STDs. Oh, well, oh, either shit. or. It works either way. Oh, man. yeah. It works either way. I was thinking like it, syphilis. They also <laughs> have uh, Doug ran this thing called the Degenerate Dance Party. It's now Doug's Degenerate Party, I think, right? And it's just, uh, maybe I shouldn't be plug- plugging this publicly. <laughs> I've already made it this far. It's just kind of like a place you can go to plant like the dirtiest memes and shit. You know, like the... The most hardcore, like, <laughs> this shit's not going to be funny to everyone kind of shit, you know? So yeah, so like, spreading some STDs at Dugapalooza, almost par for the course. That's <laughs> <laughs> shit, now I'm disappointed I didn't come home with an STD. <laughs> Next year. Next year, yeah. Hopefully that'll be annual, that'd be cool. That would be so awesome. Oh my god, dude. That's what I got from Dugapalooza. I'm going to give some to you. I got this t-shirt, a couple (laughs) stickers, syphilis. (laughs) 
hurts to pee, man. It hurts to pee. <laughs> yeah. God damn, you're so fucking yeah. funny. I've been going up to Cheyenne because there's been nothing in Colorado. And yeah. then out of nowhere, dude, there's like eight mics in Denver now. You guys have done multiple mics a night before, right? Oh, yeah. How do you keep the energy up, man? Because oh, I was it. exhausted after just doing two. If you've ever uh, seen what I do, <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> it's pure PBR fueling me through, through a lot of those things, man. It's, I'm on... I, I'm only hungover right now, but that's just because I'm running on PBR fumes. Yeah. I just need to refuel. I mean, uh, the, the way that I do it is, uh, like, Nikki's openly drunk. I'm just <laughs> secretly drunk. <laughs> no, you're, like, noticeably drunk. Man. I'm noticeably yeah. drunk, and I'm kind of a prick. I mean, it, it's 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 kind of my way to get out all of my, like, like just pent-up anger. It might seem like comedy, but I fucking hate everybody. It's just you know? the hate. The hate keeps in the hate flow. It's just, yeah, you. like, I need people to hate me as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can continue hating them. And it's just, you know, it's, hate, it's hate, a, hate, 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 yeah, it's a perfect, you know, like, you it's, know, a, it's like a cycle. Every fan right? that I have. Their hate fuels you, yeah. and then you spit hate at them, and they continue to hate you. Exactly. And it's <laughs> Every fan that I have is a, a friend of me. <laughs> I keep thinking of the player haters ball right now. And if you see my yeah, if you see my act, I basically get up there and I'm just like, I hate all you dirty people. I even told <laughs> I even told everybody last night, like the first thing I said was just because I'm setting up this charity foundation does not mean that I like any of you motherfuckers. You can all kiss my ass. Like <laughs> Plug it. First of all, yeah, thank you for that plug. Uh, yeah. but that's incredibly it's it's difficult, man. First of all, fuck the Wyoming local government. I just wanted to <laughs> say that right now. The fact that they should get We're paid. saying this from Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. This is from Colorado. He definitely did not ride down with me. <laughs> I don't know this guy. Fuck them. Because the fact that they should get paid so goddamn much just for me to set up a fucking foundation for charity for kids is bonkers to me. But to set up a 5013C is an incredible thing. It's, it's something I've been dreaming of doing for a long fucking time but this charity is going to be it's called the mama bear foundation it's named after my mother the wonderful amazing kathy roberts who everybody's always called mama bear because she's very loving but she will beat the living shit out of you she doesn't mind doing it she's hit multiple of my friends rest assured <laughs> and i think that the statute of limitations will keep her from going to jail for that but she's presumably not with us anymore right no she's very alive Oh, and, okay. Uh, she, fucking, she knows I'm setting this charity yeah, up for she her. She talks an abundance of shit. But it's basically going to be for kids who went through a lot of the stuff that I went through. Things like domestic violence, abuse, parents who were addicted to drugs, alcohol, anything like that. Kids going through the system, you know, going sure. through foster care and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm teaming up with Dom on this one. He's got his own charity that we're both going to just set up this entire event. And um, I decided to do it on my birthday. It'd probably be at Dillinger's. Okay. Probably on April 10th is what we're thinking. Cool. So uh, we're we're trying to make shit happen, and I think that uh, we're, we're doing everything from comedy to we're going to have a lot of the musicians out there and stuff like that, and anybody else who wants to work with us. I mean, Josh Saxon, you know, he'll be doing a lot of the, like the PR videos and stuff like that, okay. you know, whatever's clever. So, I mean, we're working hard at it. I think that we're going to probably change a lot of lives. Right, so if you have an abused niece or nephew and you want to <laughs> catch a little bit of the money <laughs> trickling down off of Zach's project here, drag him on into Dillinger's, point out all the bruises and stretched holes. 
or or if they're well adjusted, <laughs> just kick the crap out of them a couple times and bring them down. You know. <laughs> yeah. If you got a kid who's got some fucking issues, all right, <laughs> bring that little fucker on down to Dillinger's and where they belong. Yeah, we'll fucking we'll, we'll sort him out. Okay. <laughs> There'll be other kids with swollen heads. <laughs> And black and blue faces, they'll fit right in. They can make friends. That is definitely Are you a, sure you want us on your podcast? Oh, God, yeah, we're man. monsters. This is awesome. No, this is... I mean, I had Dom... This is season two already, man. If, if the listeners don't know what to expect, then they don't. I'm sorry, <laughs> They man. should we're, know by now. Yeah, dude. We're, we're like 20-some episodes in, dude. We're, <laughs> I mean, this is comedians throwing hatchets, number one. Yeah, Playing, fair, fair. Like, you gotta be... You gotta, yeah, we're already doing bad shit. I mean, I haven't done a podcast with a moxie, so... Well, I get, I'm actually out looking yeah. out the window. I get to see across the street some downtown Greeley here. I'm just a big fan of Absolute Ribbon. So. Yeah, so yeah. You're, you're in heaven right now. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I like drywall and paps. That's that's my big thing. So yeah, that's the thing about the Cheyenne scene that I've noticed is like you guys, okay, Fort Collins scene is different from Denver scene from Greeley. The Cheyenne scene, every comedian up there for some reason seems to have something philanthropic on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, Cheyenne scene comedian is doing something for good. Then you go down to Denver. <laughs> <laughs> or Fort Collins. <laughs> what, are there comedians just fucking drowning well, hookers in bathtubs? Just, <laughs> I told you you came. You were going to come here for free meth. Now you're going to die face down in my toilet. Yeah, no, His kid walks in and he just like, kicks him out and he's like, shut the fuck up. You know? <laughs> it, it's a couple of things, I think, with that. A, you know, like, Especially guys like me and Nick, you know, we've had to, we've had to, we know what it's like to drive two fucking hours like, within the day. Uh, we yeah. know what it's like yeah. to drive, you know, we didn't used to have a comedy scene. We didn't used to have mm-hmm. that. Me, it, like, guys like me and him that were passionate about this shit, mm-hmm. we actually had to, like, bust ass to fucking get gas money, get down to Denver in our okay, shitty well, cars. I mean, hold on, to be fair. Now, the, the whole reason... I actually started doing stand-up to begin with was because I didn't want to pay the cover at the Lion Slayer <laughs> during an open mic canned food drive. And so let me point I, it, <laughs> Right, so I mean, uh, if you've ever been to the Lions Lair in Denver, it's right off of Colfax, yeah. and I want to say it's maybe a half a block up. There's a Walgreens where I could have walked in and got an 87 cent can of of peas or some shit. Yeah. Gone back to the Lions Lair, and I'm like, nah, just put me on the fucking list. <laughs> I need that 98 dollars. That's like that's one fourth of another past, man. Okay, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, it's like, yeah, I did drive two hours, and I have driven, you know, hours on end to, to do comedy, but, I mean, it, it really started with me just not wanting to pay a cover, man. I'm, no, I'm not like a hero for driving Real two hours. I was just, I was already in the area looking to get schmatzed. <laughs> That place is notorious, man. Lions Lair. I keep hearing Fucking stories love that about that place, place, dude. I've heard yeah. crazy shit. I've done about that. so much shit at the Lions Lair. 
Give me a crazy story from Lion Slayer. Please. Um, all right. So uh, I, I also play in a band called Mr. Fister and the Cooter Punchers. <laughs> <laughs> because I'd been going to the Lion Slayer for years anyway and getting fucked up. I was like, let's try to land a show there. And, and I fucking, I finally get us booked on a Sunday night. Played for one drunk hippie and the, and the bartender. And the, uh, but we also met this guy, Mighty Mike, or, or Mike Martin. He's, he's kind of this notorious punk rock kind of influencer guy you know he's been in a lot of really popular bands down there he still rocks out he's a good friend of mine and uh that we met that night he he opened up for us just doing a one-man acoustic guitar thing it was, it was fucking great man and uh we just bonded that night we were going beer for beer and this dude's like two of me big man he is he's a huge guy too in stature and so i'm a little tiny me and I'm keeping up with this with this guy just paps for paps man pint for pint and uh, at the end of the night because eventually it becomes a blur our, our show is bullshit you know I mean I don't even know if we did good or bad because there was not enough there for us to know if we had done good or bad <laughs> and so it's the end of the night we're all packing up our shit getting ready to leave and Mike is throwing up all over the fucking door to the lion's lair <laughs> And I'm all like, I held mine against <laughs> fucking Mike Martin, beer for beer. Now, it sounds like a power a power move telling this story right now, but um, there's more. <laughs> I'm way too drunk to drive, so we have my bass player takes my keys at the time I'm driving this Ford Focus, and um, <laughs> and he drives home uh, the next morning. I'm out, you know, scraping puke off the side of the passenger side of my car because I basically spent the whole ride home hanging out the passenger side of my car, thrown up down the, the back side of it. And um, as I'm scraping off all this fucking dried up throw up on the side <laughs> of my car, um, I look on the inside of the car, there is like neon orange all over the, the roof of the car, the, the, the fucking dashboard's all sticky and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Call up my bass player, uh, Dom, and he's like, or Alan Devastation as he does go by, and I'm like, hey man, why is there orange shit all over on the inside of my car? And he, like, almost drops the phone. He's laughing so hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I, on the my end of the phone like, what? I don't, I don't get it. What, why are you so fucking, what's so fucking funny? And he's like trying to catch his breath. He's like, wait, wait a minute. You, you really don't know what happens to the inside of your car? I'm like, no, dude, what the fuck? And then he's gone again. Apparently what had happened was I had gotten, there was like an orange soda in the cup holder sitting next to me and somebody needed a, the spot for their soda. So I was like, Oh, dude, watch this. And I roll down my window, and I go to pitch the cup out the window, but it hits the frame of the door and <laughs> fucking explodes all over me, Fuck. all over the inside of the car. I act as a human shield so Alan Devastation doesn't get hit with anything. <laughs> but the two people in the backseat of my car are like, Fuck, dude, what the fuck, Nikki? You know, and... I mean, like, for, at first, everyone's silent. They think I'm going to lose my shit. Like, oh, fuck, dude, he's going to be pissed. He just got orange soda, old-ass orange soda, <laughs> all over the inside of everything. And I just kind of slowly look over at these guys, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Then the two guys in the back seat are like, fuck you. <laughs> Alan's like, dude, we got to get home. Then we hit the road. 
I throw up on the side of my car. You know the rest. One of my stories from the Lions Lake. <laughs> Dude, drunk. This is why, like, I always say, like, I, I'm such a bad influence. Drunk Nikki is the best Nikki. Like, I swear, every time, like, when he gets on stage and he just starts hate fucking the crowd, just out of like, and I can tell, like, I'm just like, and I will look at people like, I'll look at like Brick and be like, I love when he's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so. Dude, He'll just um, get up there and be like, hey, fuckers. <laughs> you know who's really good at hate fucking a crowd, though? I don't know if, you're, if you'll remember, but you've, since you've done Fort Collins before, um, you know, Pat McCall? Oh, yes. Dude, he is oh, like man. the fucking best at hate yeah, fucking an audience. Yeah. There's no, that's, he's like, there's I, none higher, man. I if you're into hate comedians who hate fuck their audience, you need to take notes from that yes. guy. I admire that man so much. I've only seen him uh, like once. He, he he gave me like some inspiration. Just not be <laughs> afraid of a crowd. It's your fucking mic. Say whatever the fuck you want. I I kind of feel that you like he got the best set out of Doug Doug Palooza. I want to say Pat. Yeah, McCall. <laughs> what I learned from him is the thing that I know about McCall is he's probably got the best and darkest sense of humor out of the Fort Collins comedy oh, scene. Because yeah. I'll run whatever. Like, there's there's been jokes that even even that I made about Doug that were in poor taste. And the, <laughs> and the Collins crowd is quick to be like, hey, man, that was in bad taste. McCall, right. no. Nah. He's like, oh, man, that was hilarious. Just keep doing <laughs> I like you, buddy. You're like, I'm going to hang out with you more. But, right, yeah. 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 Speaking of that, we're really excited to do a gay bar tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. Yeah, Pat McCall, really good, man. You can learn a couple things from that guy when everybody else tells you you were out of line. He's like, fuck yeah, speaking of, we're doing a gay bar tonight. <laughs> with... I mean, me and Nikki probably have, like, the darkest sense of humor out of all the guys in Cheyenne and stuff like that. I concur. Nikki did not, <laughs> Nikki did not tell me when he first told me. He's like, oh, hey, who wants to go do the show on Wednesday? I was like, for sure. Like, I got it. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> then I get to the show last night, and Nikki's like, "Oh yeah, we're going to do this gay bar tomorrow." And I was like, "What?" And he's like, yeah, "Oh yeah, I, oh yeah, I didn't tell you. <laughs> I thought it was gay bar. Like, I thought I told you it was gay bar." I was like, "No, like there's so many things I need to change now." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 not like the gay bar. Like I feel like comedy at a gay bar in the '70s, '80s, '90s. Even 2000s. Way different than 2020, dude. Like, you will... Oh, know. yeah, there's just so many sensibilities <laughs> to have to work on. Like, um, I hadn't even considered it, because I'm just like, uh, I'm going to do my old shit that I know works. Which yeah. I know no, no, in there is, a, is an, a, a joke about catching an HJ from Michael J. Fox. <laughs> yeah, so. are you going to do that one? Oh, yeah, totally doing that. I mean, like, well, I mean, <laughs> it's still a funny joke. I'll you do, know, I'll it's, it's not like... Fucking! I don't. I don't imagine a, a, the whole of the gay community is gonna rise up against me. Like, oh, this guy who said he's not gay would take an HJ from a guy with Parkinson's. <laughs> uh, unbelievable! Yeah, it's it's, this not way, to that level. it's more like the fucking Parkinson's community should rise up against me and get pissed about that joke. I don't, well, I was thinking about like my joke. Oh, that's about, your lead. I've been fucking with. I was thinking about my my joke about uh, how much money would it take to suck a dick, and then I thought about like the beginning of that joke. I was like, dude, in a in a place like that, that could come off really fucking. Well, like, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want everybody to think that the LGBTQ community in Denver is like a bunch of snowflakes, it's right? Just, yeah, they're not. They're very they're anti still, yeah. As long as your shit's funny and it's not yeah. like I yeah. hate gay people, then you're fine. Like, yeah, fine. but I don't want to be that dude that's like, oh fuck you, fuckers, I yeah, am funny. Yeah, like, no, it's like if you're not funny, you're not funny. But like, I don't want to be that guy. It's like on stage, just like you know. 
Yeah. Doug Stanhoping, the thing, just like, oh, yeah, motherfucker. You don't want to piss off the community. I get it. I want to go with Bill Burr in Philadelphia. Yeah. But no, it's a a cool place. It's just right out there off of Colfax, right next to Voodoo Donuts. Oh, nice. I hear. Oh. Voodoo stays open. Where are we going, man? I think Voodoo stays open until like 10 or 11 tonight. I know, I've stumbled down that. I've been by that place super drunk, like late as shit. Nigga, you've stumbled. Oh, well, well yeah. Places. If it's <laughs> if it's off of uh, you know Colfax or Broadway, I've probably stumbled by it super. So no, I, I looked at the chalk address. Outline. Yeah. There's a chalk outline with spiky hair. Like, yeah, was, oh yeah, man, that's, that's, that, I don't know how, but that reminds me of this one night I passed out in a gutter off of Colfax by the Ogden. So, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, well, they could have fucking drawn me in chalk that night. Jesus I was, fuck, Nikki. <laughs> That was an awesome night. Uh, it was like Ministry was on their uh, what first reunion tour or some shit, and I it, I was like I'm not going to their breakup tour because I know they're doing a reunion tour. So I had <laughs> saved up a bunch of money for when this happened, and um, I got VIP tickets. Man, I was like a, a advanced entry, all sorts of shit. I got like this special part where only VIP people could watch the show, and I showed up so early, like hours early there was like two people in line in front of me by the time i got there and so right across the street from the uh, ogden is like a little gas station yep. and i bought them out of pa- uh, paps like i bought all the fucking paps they had Shocker. took it back, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> took it back across the street and started getting super drunk in the middle of the day i mean there's like hours before the doors are even gonna open and we're getting like fucking blackout drunk just sitting in front of the Ogden at one point after the line had formed a guy comes out of the Ogden and he's like hey look uh we don't care that you're drinking but maybe just not right in front of the fucking windows (laughs) we're we're starting to get a crowd going you know and sort of a bad look so I'm like okay so I have to go about maybe four or five people back and I'm drinking all these beers. Shit, dude. And so then we go in, and like I, I'm already blackout drunk, so the concert is a blur. I remember starting a mosh pit. I remember one of the openers <laughs> had a, like, there was this metal mask, but it was a bunny rabbit, and the ears lit up, and they were cool. I don't remember their name or what they sound like anymore. I lost my wallet. <laughs> Those are good nights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, at, at, towards the end of the night, though, uh, you know, I've lost my wallet and I'm I'm super drunk, fucking hugging on security and shit. Like you guys are great, man. You know what you do is, is the awesomest thing. And I, you would ban some talking shit about stage security. That's bullshit, man. You guys fucking love you guys. They're like, yeah, we still haven't found your wallet, guys. So. Um, but I, I have a little cash in my pocket, and, there, and this dude with a cooler, he's got this cooler that's full of green chili and steak burritos, and two bucks a pop. So I buy two of them, mm-hmm. and they are super warm. And I just, I'm like, outside, you know, it's, it's the middle of the night, essentially, Colfax, and I just kind of cuddled them into my chest and laid down in the gutter. And I was like, oh, it's so, this is so nice. <laughs> Next thing you know, the sun's coming up. My burritos aren't necessarily warm anymore. I crawl into my car. I start <laughs> driving home. And I mean, I start eating one of these burritos. <laughs> Such a fucking good burrito. <laughs> Even just like room temperature. Like, it's been sitting out all night. Temperature burrito. And it was amazing. 
I did that the other night with a double quarter pounder. <laughs> just curled up on the street. So I love you, double quarter pounder. <laughs> I, know, I was, I woke, I was on the kitchen floor, and it was on the counter, and I just woke up, looked down, and I was like, "Fuck yeah." The bread was kind of hard and shit. Okay, I was like, was it still in the yeah. box when you cuddled it? Was it like a no? The, gro- the gross thing too that I did that I don't I don't give a fuck if anybody fucking knows. David Hasselhoff did. <laughs> I did. Dude, <laughs> that, the gross thing that I did. No, I stood up while I ate it or ate it, but the bread was still kind of hard on the top. And I took off the top and I put like old, I don't know how, probably a day old like barbecue sauce packet. Oh. And I was like, this will make it better. <laughs> I doubt it actually did, but like I fucking, I straight up just scarfed down because I, I was like, I still gotta eat. You know? Yeah, I'm hungover. I gotta eat. But that's the nice thing about Nikki, though, is that Nikki just owns it. <laughs> I'm always sitting here like, oh, I'm not that drunk, guys. <laughs> it's like Zach, we know how <laughs> fucked up you are. <laughs> I should start a bit about how, like, when comedian. I'm super drunk and I'm getting ready to leave my friend's house, I turn around and I'm like, you guys should be really fucking ashamed. For not taking my keys right now. <laughs> Your fault. <laughs> if I don't call you tomorrow, you know what's up. Dude, I had to do that to my buddy the other night. Like, Take my keys, motherfucker. Yeah, this fucker, like, he did, like, not only that, way, like, he was, like, when you're on an abundance of drugs, obviously, you can drink a lot more. Although you think you can drink a lot. You think that Cocaine is like a performance-enhancing yeah. drug well, for alcohol. I didn't, I didn't say that, but that's exactly what I it did. was. I well, did. Yeah. Uh, so, like, he was on, like, a bunch of drugs, and he didn't tell me until, like, later in the night. Then I was like, oh, I thought you just had to pee. <laughs> you know, I just thought you were peeing a lot. <laughs> he was like, I was peeing, but there was other things going on. So, after cleaning off my bathroom counter... I decided to, I was like, hey man, like, you should probably give me your keys because you ran through like almost a whole fucking like fifth of crown. And he's like, you can't tell me what to do. Fuck you. <laughs> and leaves. And I'm like, oh. uh-oh. But he's also like, he could beat the shit out of me if sure, he really yeah. wanted to. <laughs> like, Don't push it. Yeah. yeah. Like he could beat me up, not on drugs. Imagine yeah. on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> so the next morning he's like. Dude, you guys are always just letting me leave while I'm drunk. I don't remember driving home or anything. And I'm like, well, I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do. Like, do I just go, do I get on my hands and knees? Hey, buddy, please, for Jesus. Like, he'd be like, dude, he's on drugs. He's going to be like, fuck Jesus, I'm out, dog. He's like, fuck Jesus, I'm going to see Lucifer right now. I already like, saw Jesus. He said it was cool. <laughs> I seen the white. I'm like, dude, that bread, was on my know. counter. Like, <laughs> you know Jesus? He owes me 15 yeah. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> he owes me 15 bucks and half a gram. <laughs> That's how I'm figuring that, like, the Rona, like, people are getting more comfortable. Because before it was, like, people were just staying home, smoking weed, getting drunk. But cocaine... Is like I got stuff to do, drug. So like, you know, more people. I'm he- I'm hearing more things like, yeah, man, we were doing lines, and I was like, oh, okay, so the world's coming back. Then you got stuff to do. <laughs> I mean, like due to statute of limitations, I can just say it. Like I've done plenty of cocaine in my life, but yeah. like the thing is, that, like it's it's not like a, I like if you want to really like I have shit to do, drug. It's probably well, crystal yeah, meth. Yeah, like, going, but like, cocaine's like a yeah. it's like I have stuff to do for the next thirty minutes, and then. I'm not sure what I have to do 30 minutes later. Oh, yeah, it's more cocaine. Yeah. Or I just want to keep drinking. Wasn't it like meth was actually what developed by Nazis? Yeah. I can keep them. I think like like Hitler used to. It's literally a drug to keep people to going to kill more people. Yeah, they used to to give it to their pilots. Some shit shit like like that. that. They're fucking crazy. 
Like, leave it to the fucking Nazis of all people to develop, like, the worst drug ever. Like, just the most vindictive, fucking malicious <laughs> drug. Like, yeah. it's like, like, at that point in time, it's like, and then you find out that, like, uh, I guess, like, a bunch of, like, Europeans, they gave uh, Chinese people opium back in the day. Yep. And, like, tried to get them addicted. And it fucking worked. Yep. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like whole opium dens were mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. Like opium dens. Like they, just the idea of an opium den is kind of hilarious. Like just a bunch of people sitting around, just like I'll leave soon. <laughs> right after this, <laughs> right after this one is like, and then you're like, dude, you know you've been here for like five fucking days, right? And they're yeah. like, no, no. All right, I promise you, I'll last leave. one. Last right one. after this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like what? What are what were meth Nazis like? The idea, like the word Nazi in general, is already pretty fucking terrifying. But like, when you put meth before Nazi, <laughs> like what's a meth Nazi? Like that's a fucking that's that is a terrifying just a idea. Up racist. Yeah. Is what you <laughs> have now. That is somebody who is duck marching really mm-hmm. fucking aggressively. No wonder they were so. <laughs> <laughs> It's like just uh, like imagine like no wonder like that they march so aggressively. They were just, they were like, like if, if you ever just like, uh, watch American History X but on fast forward. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's pretty much what you're getting into. Dude, I fast forward through that one scene all the time. Well, there's two scenes I fast forward through. Actually, <laughs> if I ever watch that movie, the curb stomp scene and then that oh, shower yeah. scene. Yeah. I fast forward. I'm like, I want to fast forward through the scene where the guy does the bad thing on the curb, but then I also fast forward through the part where I'm like, he's kind of redeemed himself, <laughs> and now he's getting, oh God, yeah. no, not in the, no, not in the shower, no, this is what we're all afraid of. What a scene. Great time. So I'm a big Kudos fan. to that director. Yeah, shout out to American History X. <laughs> yeah, we've already done this far, dude. Just yeah. shout out yeah, to Farooza Balt's shout- boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Blitzkrieg Blitz. was a... I guess it, it, it worked for them, right? Yeah. But, like, if you're going to just send a bunch of people charging in, they're going to charge in probably a little more effectively if they're high on yeah. meth. Yeah, it did. not caring as much. Yeah, definitely. You hear that from cops all the time. They're like, yeah, I, I shot him, like, seven times, but, um, you know, meth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like meth. And, I want to give them, like, PCP. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. talking to, like, a guy the other day who was talking about he's done PCP before. And he was like, yeah, picture meth plus acid. And I was like, holy shit, I've Yikes. done acid. That combined with just, like, sheer, like, strength beyond reasoning. Like, yeah, that's the perfect thing to give to soldiers. Mm-hmm. Just just drop them down. That would be sick. If we just <laughs> dropped them down, we're like, go nuts. Like, here's all the PCP you want. And then we could have, you know, actual professionals <laughs> behind them that are, you know, clean Instead up the mess. Instead of dropping yeah. bombs, you just drop fucking drug rations yeah. and watch all the locals like a fucking just swarm fuck of out. plagued yeah. rats yeah. <laughs> just come just, through and lay waste to everything. Just freak the fuck out, dude. <laughs> like, just be like... And fucking then like, zombie apocalypse, uh, man. Just, just drop a couple bricks Yeah, the last guy standing is just covered in blood. Like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> last guy standing is covered in blood and super high on yeah. meth, dude. He's like, whoa! Then when all the like the actual troops come in and just see him, he's like, oh, I thought that I would be king now. It's like, no, dude, you're just on drugs. <laughs> king of meth town, man. All right, it's time to go home. It's like, all right, buddy. He's the lottery winner at that point. Finally, he just survived. He survived 
I think probably, that's technically we, chemical I think warfare, we're picturing, though. like, some half-naked, methed-out dude, like, just on a pile of bodies covered in blood <laughs> with, like, a loincloth. I don't think that's how it would turn out for him. His arms would be all broken and he'd be missing teeth. Yeah. You know, not just from the meth, but from having him punched out and yeah, shit. Yeah, there's like a whole side of his hair that's just. Oh, gone. maybe just a chunk of his skull and yeah. the brain's exposed. It's yeah, he's not just gonna be like in one piece if he survived the the hordes of, of should, meth heads. I think we should go on record that we are not endorsing doing any sort of crystal meth PCP. Well, speak like for that. yourself, man. I want to see the train wreck. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see how this pans out. So far, the best I've got is a Southside trailer park in Cheyenne, man. And, and there, there's some adventures to be had in there, but I, I want to see it. I want to see it taken to the next level. Comics and Bars, Stowe and Axis is brought to you in part by 477 Distilling. Check out their full menu at 477distilling.com. Today is the day that they start to sell the Root Barrel Whiskey. It's probably going to be the last time they sell it for the rest of the year, they're saying. So make sure you get down, get yourself a bottle if you ran through your stash or if you just want one. It's pretty delicious. The custom menu for it is pretty scrumptious as well. 477distilling.com Root Barrel Whiskey releases today. Get down there 4 p.m. is when they open. Order it online. 477distilling.com That is the best thing, though. Like, a lot of people who, like, do drink a lot... They like to pretend that they're like classy drunk, you know, all the time. Yeah. yeah like, oh, I'm fucking James Bond kind of drunk. Well, I think and that's that, what I love about Nikki is that he's like, I'm trailer park drunk right now and I don't give a fuck. He does not give a shit. Oh. It's so funny. <laughs> he's probably one of the funniest fucking guys I've ever met in my entire life. I will definitely, I will plug Nikki Racks all day, every day. That guy is. I mean, only so if I say it's okay, you pull my hair and use lube, then you can plug me. Oh, I see, yes. Uh, now we're just arguing semantics. <laughs> just putting on a set for Blush and Blue now. Well. <laughs> <laughs> the only fans. Yeah, our only fans. <laughs> me and Nick are going to start an OnlyFans. Where they just bathe in PBR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We just rub our nipples with PBR the whole time. <laughs> Telling knock-knock jokes. That's, that's, that's a Nicky Racks only fans. And then we just bitch about how, why aren't we making any money. Got it, I got it, I got it. The Nicky Racks only fans is Nick naked in a bathtub full of PBR telling aristocrats jokes for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> that is Nicky Racks only fans. Sign up now. He's got one subscriber. It's me. <laughs> All, all the funds go directly to the Paps Blue Ribbon people who, in, in return, just deliver kegs, and then they tap them and spray them into my bathtub. And I just lay there with a, a straw, a metal straw, you hippie boulder fucks. <laughs> I just you drink the old, old beer as they deliver the new beer unto me. Yeah, and that's the reason I'm so broke is that I'm his only subscriber. Yeah, so. he's got one subscriber, <laughs> and I, ten thousand likes. I consistently need like new content every day. Every day I'm like, Nikki, like get back in the tub. He's like, like I'm DMing him like for personal, personal Paps Blue Ribbons video. That's why this is here right now. Isn't yeah, it? That, yeah, this is a special present. That's the whole me. thing. That's that, that, that is Nikki actually. That, that is Nikki right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> taking it the shower. Like it's, yeah, it looks like it's raining. Yeah, this is a special art project. Just it's just missing the spiky hair. What's that called? Cleanliness is godliness. Is the name of this. 
PBR shower. Is that so? Godliness is godliness. Is he on holding soap? What is that? That looks like he's holding a purple popsicle and he's <laughs> Nobody who drinks PBR has ever taken a shower. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> 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 Is it PBR or Natty Light? Is that still a fight? Oh, Natty Light, if you're in the Natty South, Light, okay. yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. If you're in the South, dude, Natty Light is like... Is that, I know, I it know, tastes like, so bad. Yeah, it's PBR, it Natty Light, Natty Ice. There's another like cheap beer that's... Um, bush. Yeah. Bush. Oh, dude, I, I like my Bush. Un- yeah, though. my uncle calls yeah. it Bushfish. Bushfish. <laughs> bushfish. And like he just... I, I always knew like when, like when my dad, when he was broke or when he wasn't when I was a kid because if I looked in his fridge and he had like like Modelo's or something like that or if he was just pissed off and I opened up the fridge and there was just like half a case of bush missing oh, I'm like shit don't piss off Dave today because yeah. he will whoop the shit out of you <laughs> at least get him a good beer yeah like I, I'm pretty sure if he would have had like a Modelo he would have calmed down but he had like half a case of bush and he's just like, hey, why don't you get your little disappointment ass in here? <laughs> yeah, it's a rough childhood if you can gauge what sort of day you're going to have by the level of expensiveness of the beer your dad bought. Oh, indefinitely. Yeah. Especially, like, middle-aged white dudes. I don't know, there's something about, like, Wyoming middle-aged white dudes where they just, like, pretend that they don't have some sort of, like, crazy alcohol problem. They're just like, no, dude, it's just discipline. It's like, I'm pretty sure you're fucking your kids up, bro. <laughs> like, no. I'll never understand why Wyoming hasn't legalized marijuana yet, man. It feels like... Dude, we're going to be the last people. Chill. I guarantee you. I think it's the elevation. Yeah. We, we're not getting the appropriate amount of oxygen to the places it needs to be, and it's really dumbing up a lot of the people <laughs> up there. We have. <laughs> For sure. No, I, I honestly do blame it on, like, I'm a big, uh, I, I have very uh, kind of libertarian beliefs a lot of the time. Um, and, and I think it's because we have very old, angry politicians that still believe in, like, a lot of the old policies. Like, they think, oh, my God, marijuana is the devil. Yeah. Marijuana is going to fucking, it's going to fucking, it's actually going to hurt people. And it's, no, it's not. Like, there's been plenty of studies now. Like, all we, I think it'll get federally decriminalized before it gets statewide decriminalized. Right. I mean, it's already on the table, isn't it? Like yeah, it's federal, so, yeah. UN yeah. already declassified it, so yep. just everybody jumping on the bandwagon, I guess. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm, but Wyoming seems like the kind of state that would, even if it gets federally decriminalized, the kind of state that, state would, that, would, yeah. that would fucking pass a state law. And Wyoming and Oklahoma, those two. But we can have a liquor store in every other fucking corner. That's that's okay. That's you know? crazy. Even though people die from fucking liver disease all the fucking time in mm-hmm. Wyoming. It, it, that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. I'm, I, I, I want to go full on just like Oregon. Yeah, yeah legalize everything. everything. Yeah, and let, just Darwinism take but its place. <laughs> just let the weak ones herd themselves out. Yeah, but that's just so my coke dealer won't Legal shoot heroin? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, be a lot I want it for personal reasons. <laughs> Did you guys hear a lot about... of street dealers about to go broke in Oregon. <laughs> yeah, well, all that. Like, it's crazy. They, didn't they just arrest uh, Chapo's wife? 
because she was like running the empire while he was inside. Oh yeah, Did you you that? See that I don't know. Dude, his about daughter it. too. Yeah, like his whole family. His daughter was like the like they called her like the Kim Kardashian of cartels, and because she would be on like Instagram and his sons and shit too, they would be on Instagram just flexing all the fucking time, just flexing like these big trucks and fucking gold chains, badass boots, fucking tigers and shit like that. Dude, well, like, you guys would probably be down for this for me. I once asked my family, I was like, hey guys, who wants to go visit Chapo and Supermax with me? And they were like, oh, Die not with. me. I mean, I'm like, you guys are totally down. Oh, yeah. yeah you guys right totally There's nobody I would love to talk to more. And yeah. he's, he's here in Colorado, isn't he? Yeah, it? he's in the Supermax. Yeah. Flow, Flow Supermax. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, they have a Supermax here that's like... In Florence, Colorado. Fucking insanely. Like, the worst of the worst people. I don't just want to visit him. I want to visit oh, yeah, yeah. everybody there. I want to, like, just talk to them and be like, so, uh... <laughs> just set up a show like Johnny Cash <laughs> yeah. used to do. Yeah. Can I so, come down uh, and do some yeah. stand-up for you? <laughs> so why are you guys the way you are? Like, I want to interview them. And then I'll do a show for him. <laughs> I'll just see Zach up there. I'm like, so I've thought about murdering my wife. <laughs> for, right? Dude, I wanna, What's like, it like? I just want to interview them. You know, I just want to really figure out what makes them tick. You know, yeah. the kind of idea of like, because I, I feel like they're gonna say something weird. You know, when I'm like, "Hey, why are you the way there that you are?" and they're gonna be like, "I don't know, because my dad put honey in my milk." And I'm like, "What the fuck does that even mean?" <laughs> you know, like they're gonna say off their rocker shit. That I'm gonna yeah. be like, "When you're it's exactly not zigs, when it should have zags, yeah. that means you gotta grab the orange soda and wait for the two o'clock red light <laughs> to take you to downtown Bronx." <laughs> And then you get off and the guy does a backflip. And if you don't take a shit backwards, well, then you're just, you're just going to have your pizza without pepperonis, buddy. But then they like, I, I want them to say also like some logical shit after that. Like afterwards, they're just, just like, also you should. super profound thing. Also, Neil deGrasse Tyson's a really good physicist. Like the meaning of life just like, like comes flying out of their lips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what if you didn't even notice within like what they're saying though? Like the meaning of life actually came out, but you were just you're just like too. Man, it's like who's really crazy? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, that actually I used to like in a lot of my drunken downtown Denver adventures. What I would do is uh, after last call, I'd be like, I'm not done drinking yet. So you find the package liquor, right? You get like a twelver or something. And then you just hit Colfax. Or if you want to, if you're really brave, go down that one homeless alleyway off of 16th Street. <laughs> they, like they got that little cardboard city there. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Usually you can just stabbed at 2 a.m. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. You're bringing gifts, man. <laughs> and you're like way healthier than anyone down there. So I mean, if they come at you, they're they're scared. Okay? That's the closest so. you'll ever feel to being in the Matrix. <laughs> But, like, usually you can find some, uh, like, a couple of homeless guys in just, like, a stoop or, or like, in the, in the door of some closed-down fucking pawn shop or whatever. You, you, you share your beers with these homeless guys, and they have some of the best stories, man. There was one night where I was sharing beers with this guy, and I don't know how we came onto the topic, but he's like, Look, man, I don't know what you've heard. Forget everything they ever taught you in school and in the school books, <laughs> dude. I'm here to tell you right, right here and now, for real. No fucking around. Every dinosaur ever came from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, go on. This is what I do this for. This is why I do these things. I mean, dude, the best story I have about a homeless person was just my buddy getting punched in the face for no fun. Like, he's just, 
So we were in high school. There's this McDonald's that's right next to a King Supers in Cheyenne. And we would, you know, we went there for lunch. And my buddy, Jacob, who actually lives in Denver, we were in his car and we pull up and there's a homeless guy there. And the homeless guy goes, hey, can I get some change? And he holds out a dollar right out of his driver's side window. And he goes, and once the guy went to grab it, he like pulled it back. Oh. And he goes, you got to dance for it. Oh. And the guy fucking punched him in the face. <laughs> fucking punched him hard as shit, too. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> punched him and just ran away. And I think he got the dollar, too. It's tight. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember you fucking hit him really hard, ran away, and then we were all like, that's what you get, yeah, dick face. Like, yeah, what do you think? You're like, you don't fuck with homeless people, man. Like, like homeless people are like, they're that perfect in-between of like where we're supposed to be as humans and where we are as a society. They're that in-between of like, they still, like they comprehend, obviously, like the rest of us, like what, you know, what we're supposed to do as a society, but they've had to survive. So as survivors... They will survive, and they will fucking murder you. <laughs> I've met so many homeless people. I had an old lady throw a bottle of vodka at me one time when I was, like, 17. Just ran up, said, you dirty motherfucker. Threw it at me. It landed right in front of me, broke all over the fucking street, and then she ran away. And I was like, this is the best thing that's happened to me all week. <laughs> this was is... it a full bottle? Was it... No, it was definitely empty. Okay, yeah. No, like, oh, she had well. definitely already ingested that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say homeless ladies yeah. ain't trying to throw yeah, a homeless ball. ladies, yeah, yeah no, no, that's precious to her. Yeah, um, okay. especially homeless... that lady. No, that lady, you could tell like she got a fucking problem. There's uh, a reason she's homeless. Some some homeless communities can be really fucking scary though. I was homeless in Bellingham, Washington, for about a month. Was I all. Heard. Ooh. And well, I mean, Bellingham's fucking actually a pretty decent place to be homeless. There's really no ghetto area. Like everything's pretty well developed. It's not like any trailer parks that everyone out there seen, well at least when I was out there, they were really fucking cool but it was like 10, 12 years ago. At one point though, we were looking for a place to just you know, a cool place to smoke pot so we ended up under some docks because there's like it's right on the fucking yeah. coast there. A lot of crab boats and fishing boats go up and around Alaska and collect and come back to, to Bellingham. Under the docks, there's like this whole homeless community in there. Ooh. Apparently what happens is if like one of them just freezes to death in the middle of the night or overdoses or whatever, what they'll do Please don't tell me to eat them. <laughs> not <laughs> exactly. Viking funeral. That's what they, Viking funeral. They line up, they all fucking, uh, they, they fuck the body until it's so full of cum that it shoots out the mouth. It's like the dead body. No, what they do. I was like, you're lying to me right now. That is insane. <laughs> What they'll do is they'll take whatever resources that guy had, so whatever he was wearing, what little food he has, his box, whatever, if he had a blanket, and then they'll just roll his body out into the fucking ocean. That's it. Tide takes his bitch ass away. And Shark food. It. Shark food. Dude, I remember. I mean, I that was... creeps me the shit out, man. That's not. How, I don't want to be so homeless that that's how I go you out. Want to go Davy Jones's Dude, the homeless. <laughs> no. Well, maybe death at sea isn't that scary, but just fucking. Getting rolled out to yeah. see the Yeah, having a bunch of people be like, well, I'm going to take a shit now. And then there's like, no no one cares. There's no more in your kids. If you're related to anybody, they're not going to fucking know, dude. No, you're just MIA, dude. Yep, that's it. You just disappeared. But that's like, the, that's how the homeless scene is in like Washington and Oregon and shit. Like when I was in Seattle, man, you go down to like downtown Pikes Fish Market and shit like that. Bro, it's the only city that I've ever had to be in where I've had to worry about stepping in human shit. Oh, you've not been like, in New York. Being a, like, <laughs> no, I actually haven't been in New York. <laughs> I think. 
I feel like when I go to New York, though, I'm going to know a lot of people, basically, because every fucking person I've ever met from New York is all the fucking same. They're just shady, and they're just like, hey, man, you want to? And I'm like, nah. Like, immediately. They're always like, hey, man, well, like, let's talk about this. And I'm like, nah. Like, it's like New York, Philly, Jersey, all those motherfuckers. Like, You're I hustling, man. You're just... Yeah. Just generalizing the whole yeah. East, Northeast yeah, Coast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've met I a lot of God. cool people from up no, there. No, like some of my best friends because I'm shady as shit too. But, <laughs> no, you're, you're, okay. it's, not, but like, it's not a criticism. It's how we fucking understand each other. Dude, seriously, like they're the kind of people that you could be like, you're a fucking piece of shit. And they're like, thank you. Like, I <laughs> yeah, really, fuck your mother. I needed that. Yeah, fuck your mother too. And, uh, I, we're going to be brothers now because you fucking told me that. <laughs> hey, oh, and then you go to Washington and it's just like a bunch of people there. are like, hey, we're fucking offended. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. Sometimes Colorado can get like that though too. Yeah, like, Colorado can get kind of prissy sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that's why like like my roommate, he, he was living down, down in Denver Boulder. for a while. <laughs> yeah, fucking, yeah, Boulder. <laughs> Boulder's just going to roll up and kick our ass. Boulder privilege. Like, I'm going to finally find a mic to do in Boulder and they're going to be like, yeah, we, we were listening to Rudy's podcast, <laughs> Nikki. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will. They're just waiting for me with pitchforks and torches and shit. Maybe, maybe they're actually brilliant though, because maybe they just make like they're all very rich people. So they're like, hey, no, we need to act. We need to act like we're offended for everybody else nah. because we're so. Rich. <laughs> I, I don't mean, know. Maybe Boulder people are actually brilliant, but I mean, even my roommate was telling me like, dude, like when he was living down in Denver and shit, like he was like, dude. There's some people down there that'll just get pissed off at you for no fucking reason, just just being you. Unless you got jokes about like avocado and quinoa, you probably aren't going to <laughs> <laughs> or acai bowls. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> gotta be very wholesome and very health conscious comedy. I, I feel like for two guys, you know, like me and Nikki to do to do that, like the bar that we're doing tonight. You know, this is a very pro. LGBTQ bar. I mean, I, I I feel like for them to even let us, you know, probably be down there. Like, well, it's not like it's not awesome. like they don't have their own because it's a Savage Entertainment. Yeah. Mic, yeah. Open mic and run by Trey Blea, and he's been really good about organizing everything online. So, you, like, sign up starts at six. You have to sign up online, or else you don't even get to go up. Yeah. You know, so it's that kind of thing. But and the other crazy part about today, and I think today is the first day in, a, in months where they've had two mics on a Wednesday. So That's there's awesome. this other one starting at 4. One starts at 4, the other one's Blush and Blue. So uh, sign up at 6, starts at 7. So have you, have have you performed there before? Blush and Blue? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. I, I popped my Blush and Blue cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, phrasing. With cherry like a couple weeks ago. And the, the one comment I have about because it's a great mic, you know, a lot of really good, talented Denver comedians show up to this mic. You know, you always want to make sure that your jokes will work with a diverse audience and you're going to get, you know, the LGBTQ community there. Find out if it's funny to them. They had a plexiglass set up because in Denver it's 50 feet away from the audience. Oh, yeah. Or plexiglass or face shield, right? Like the full bottom is face shield. <laughs> so they had, a, they had a piece of plexiglass just hanging from two strings. Fuck, <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> By the time I got up there at like 11 o'clock, a reminder, this has been going on since 7. There's been my, there's been comics spitting at this plexiglass oh. thing for four hours, and I get up there and you know it just looks like a college frat house's mirror in the oh, bathroom. Man. You know? Oh my god! Just white spittle toothpaste all over the thing, and I'm just Ooh. so. 
there is that at the mic tonight. Just you might Sweet. want to be aware of. Don't don't kiss stop the and grab some napkins and yeah, I'll try to wind early. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my only e observation. But other than that, it's great. It's a great mic. I just feel like with great a crowd ball. like that, you just either have to you either have to just own it. You know, own who you are, and that's exactly how I am with any mic ever. Sure. Just own who you are, and a lot of crowds, they like just being hate-fucked, you know? They do it. They they just, they like when I, like, like if I'm like, ah, I'm going to tell jokes about sucking dicks and stuff, and they're going to be like, all right, yeah, fucking you crazy son of a bitch, you did it. Like, they, people love that. They don't just, that, that idea of that, and, or you can pander, but mm. I don't pander on stage, and I don't ever plan on pandering off stage no matter what. I, mean, I, guess, I guess it just depends on what your goal is. I mean, it's an open mic, so the goal should be to get a read on jokes, right? But I've seen so no. many comics go up there and try and kill the room. And you're like, why are you trying to kill an open no. mic room, you know? Like <laughs> well, if you're just what, trying to like... What you have to gain for you? You're not getting paid. Yeah. If you're you know? just trying to be a dick just to be a dick, then, like, what's the point? Like, what are you even doing comedy for at that point in time? I try to tell people that all the time. Like, when I get pissed off at somebody who tells me, like, something that they think is funny... I'm like, do you really think it's funny, or are you just trying to be an asshole with me and disguise it as a joke? Yeah, really. Because that's really humor. That's what I call that. Yeah, yeah. That's actually like a very intelligent way to say it, and I'm gonna start calling it that too. <laughs> but like, yeah, like my girlfriend does it all the time. She'll be a fucking dickhead to me, and I'll be like, "What's your fucking problem?" She'll be like, "Oh, you're a comedian. You should take it." As a comedian, shouldn't you just, you know, think, you know, everything's funny? I'm like, no. I should be a critic as a comedian, and I should be like, "Hey, um, you're not funny. Fuck off." <laughs> If somebody's not funny, people should tell them when they're not funny because that's what makes us better. You know? True. Yeah, there's, there's been a... That's the other thing that I do love about the Denver com- yeah. community is they're not afraid to tell you, hey, man, that's not funny or, <laughs> hey, you know what... It's probably not your calling, you know, man. Yeah, they're not afraid to, to call you out on stuff, which I really appreciate. More, more often than not, like, everybody, you know... You, we, get, we get a lot of newbies that we meet in the scenes and they, they walk away sometimes amazed that we did such a great job up there and really it's the formula is not that hard no. for an open mic it's, you gotta no. keep your energy up and say something clever every two minutes or something you know like I don't know but the, the main thing for me has been like the guys that just get up there and just kind of tell jokes and have no energy kind of monotone hoping to get that kind of you know laugh like the dry humor laugh not as good as the guy that goes up there hey motherfuckers hey you gotta have some kind of energy, energy. pumps but, them up yeah, I think the energy has to be like a, like if it's too high, you know, a lot of people get Come pissed. Or it's like yeah. A, yeah, like a try hard, mm-hmm. you know. And, you fake. and the thing is that like we all are actually trying really hard. Like this, yeah. you know, this, this is my passion. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but when you come off as a try hard, all of a sudden yeah. it's fucking like all of a sudden everybody's like, why is he trying so hard? Because yeah. well, it's I, his fucking dream, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is though, like uh, with open mics. Is, is you get kind of a different crowd than you would with, like, a, a featured, like, a sponsored yeah, thing. Sure. Because, like, your crowd at a featured gig, you know, they're showing up to maybe support friends or family. They're might be a percent of the crowd, but everybody else there is, like, they're there to see comedy. Mm-hmm. They're there to laugh. They're there to be entertained at an open mic. It's just a handful of drunk, shitty shitheads they don't want to go home to their <laughs> fucking yes. shitty wife yeah. and kids yes. being all loud they're like oh what can i do before i have to get back to fucking home they come into the fucking bar there happens to be a open mic going mm-hmm. on they do a couple drinks they have a good time those are the people i'm after you know i'm not going to get as many of those people going to like a, a featured spot you know 
Take care of your shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I, I do kind of try to make sure I'm doing extra good at the open mics just because that's those are my target audience, you know? Drunk shitheads in the middle of the week. <laughs> Wednesday alcoholics. Hey, that's me. Hey. hey. <laughs> no, it's just crazy because Monday we did Lincoln Station and then we went over to the new one, Epic Brewery. And at Epic Brewery, all these customers were walking in, and every single one of them, we didn't know open mic was happening. <laughs> you guys know this happened? No, we didn't know. Okay, well, I'm going to tell jokes to you now for the rest of the night. <laughs> right. We'll sit your ass down and listen to some fun, fun shit. I mean, like, Nikki's really good at, at dealing with the sh- not just, you know, the dumb drunk people, but, like, the, the smart drunk. The, the ones that want to heckle and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. You know? Like, I mean, he'll deal with, I mean... That's twice now that me and you have had to deal with the same heckler, like, back-to-back. You know, it was the first time that we went on, and this lady was just fucking belligerently drunk, talking an abundance of shit. And I started talking shit to her, she starts talking shit back. I'm, I'm, and I'm just clowning her in front of everybody. I can't even remember exactly everything I said to her, but I think I said something about, like, getting, uh, oh, right around the time that her uncle diddled her or something like that. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so mean. But eventually, Nikki just had to pipe in. Nikki was like, you're the worst fucking heckler ever. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, straight up just, like, yelled at this lady. He's, like, standing next to her. Like, right it was, like, her. in the seat right she behind her, yeah. He just <laughs> shut her the fuck up. And then... Well, and then our uh, host came over and sat down and kind of talked to her and stuff. I mean, he was a lot cooler than I was about it. Yeah, he handled that very well. And then there was... He was definitely professional about it. And I was all like, what the fuck, lady? Me and Nikki were just like, go fuck yourself, lady. And then there was... uh, You're not even doing a good job. There was that that crowd of dudes you remember the other week that... Both me and you had to be oh, like, hey, is there something fucking going on over there? Oh, yeah. I remember that crowd. Yeah. But all, I mean, like, all yeah. I did was look at them and be like, what, what's up? Yeah. And then they just shut up. I didn't have to, like, deal on them or nothing. I think the funnest heckle I've ever seen you do was that night that I think somebody was hitting on Nikki. And, <laughs> and he had just gone up uh, and killed the crowd, so he's extra appealing now to this lady. <laughs> and and we're, we're up in the balcony. Me and okay, I know the night. Yep. And we're like... And we're like, oh, she's actually kind of cute. Go, Nikki! Go, Nikki! We're just cheering him on. You, motherfucker, go up. And then you start heckling the girl that's hitting on Nikki. And all of a sudden, at the end, by the end of your set, she was no longer interested in Nikki anymore. Like, you just see her walk away. Was that the night that I got, like, stupid drunk? Yes. Oh, fuck. No, actually, okay, like, I so... I apologize to everybody for No, that. straight up. What? <laughs> you were like, did Zach just cock-block oh, Nikki? Oh, my God. I was so hammered that night, dude. Right. Nobody should have let me have a microphone in my hand that night. That's your guys' fault. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, I, I didn't know it looked I like that. I witnessed the whole He's thing like, from beginning to end. It was oh, like watching a caterpillar being, you know, cocooned. <laughs> <laughs> it's a butterfly. I just saw the whole and then thing. Just it was oh, no, uh, what actually happened was she had uh, way, way too much raspberry white yeah, cloth. She was pretty. She would like uh, so right. It was probably right around that time. She's like stumbling off. She couldn't make words anymore. She was trying to call her ex to come pick her up, but she couldn't. <laughs> she actually couldn't fucking talk. So yeah, I just what Megan I think between ended her and Zach. And like during his set, and I was just like, oh. dude, I was. It was kind of awkward trash. for me because I was under that yeah. girl at the time, and I'm like, okay, so this girl is clearly, you know, interested in what I have to offer, but at the same time, she's kind of fucking up the open mic. That is my stomping ground. So, I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let this pan out. Let's see how this works out. 
I haven't seen her back since either. <laughs> no, 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 I haven't either. <laughs> since we haven't dropped any names, uh, apparently she's had a, re- uh, a heroin le- relapse. Oh, uh, oh cool. she's right. she has started in uh, mildly unsuccessful OnlyFans. I sure. think. With, I love him trashy. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you can find her off of South Greeley somewhere. In <laughs> somewhere in the trailer park. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, that was that was such a fun night to see. It was just so fun to watch that. Like, oh. Dude, oh, I, mean, I mean, it was cool for me to be getting the attention. I thought I was going to get laid, which yeah, like, fucking like, is all extra. Yeah, and then uh, at the end of the night, it's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, at least I crushed my set. It still did good. <laughs> yeah. I told the jokes okay. <laughs> I told the jokes okay. Because that's what I came out to do. You're just like a simplistic <laughs> fucking caveman. Like, you're just like, okay, I tell the jokes, and then I get the vagina, and then I get the money, and I keep, I'd be happy now. Dude, nah, there's no money in this. <laughs> get the money. You ain't got no money. Eventually, I'm getting a bag, dog. All right, I'm getting monies. Not from comedy, probably. Probably, <laughs> probably from working in eight, nine, nine to five. Fucking accountant or something. I mean, well, I feel like Cheyenne's got like a, a booster shot of really good talent. I mean, if you wanted to go anywhere, you, you pretty much could go wherever you want to go. If you want to go through radio, you go through John. You want to do you know, TV, film, you go through Dom and Caius, you know, so. There's plenty of opportunity. Plenty of there. opportunity, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, there's so much opportunity there, man. Like, it's been insane how, how much. You know, ever since Dom got, like, a lot of things off the ground, just the, the amount of fucking opportunities that have been rolling in and rolling in. Like, if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't have even thought of or, or been able to start this foundation and stuff right. that I'm starting. Just Ryan and Ann over at Dillinger's. Shout out Dillinger's Bar. Best place ever. Uh, but, like, between just everybody being so insanely supportive for, for each other and everything, like I said, I mean, it's... Normally, people in Cheyenne, they look at each other like, oh, well, fucking everybody here just hates each other and everybody's so negative. But once I get a foundation off the ground, I get just, I just get an, an abundance of support. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, well, is that what we needed? Or or is it just a bunch of bullshit that like everybody seems to hate each other? Maybe a lot of people are just depressed because they live in a place where we get, you know, sometimes blizzards and way too much wind. And there's fucking nothing to do there. Yeah. Now that there's... Oh, there's blizzards and wind, dude. You can make snow tunnels and snowmen and snow <laughs> stuff, snow cones, snow angels, snow suits. Is that what you and all Snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> snow shafts. Snow shafts. I just picture, like, Nick out there with, like, a bunch of fucking, like, fifth graders, like, just fucking <laughs> nailing them with, like, ice balls. Like, uh, he's he's just, like, for me, he's just like, guess what, you little fucker? Uh-huh. He just, like, nails him. And then, like, when the cops show up, he's like, what, what did I do? I'm just having a snowball fight. What did I do? What did I do wrong? <laughs> nah, Nick's Calvin and Hobbes with the snow sculptures. <laughs> snow sharks. I used to snow do giants. stuff where I would, uh, like put the, the the body parts of a snowman at the front of my parents' car so it looked like it hit the snowman. <laughs> and... Dude, by the time this podcast ends, it's going to be like, and I think that's about all the snow things that you can get. <laughs> <laughs> Nicky Rack Snow. <laughs> Nicky, that's what you need to call this podcast. Nicky Rack Snow. That's this episode. <laughs> Put my PBR in it. <laughs> you can put beer snow. my PBR cold. <laughs> like, I don't think you have any legs, Nikki. It doesn't make sense to have more beer if there's snow outside. 
there's more outside than inside, so it, <laughs> it's actually harder to keep your beer warm than cold. So if you have warm PBR and it's cold outside, you're fucking stupid. Have you ever seen ice road truckers? Did you know that when... <laughs> Why do you even outsource... Wait, hold on. It's already cold outside. That was the Dude, joke. Dude, people, so, people that are that dumb... I'm going to cooler out in the snow. <laughs> Nikki's just happy to put it in the snow. But the thing is, is you Crazy. don't have to put it in the snow if you got a shed because your shed ain't got no hater. So then you don't get snow all over your bear. Beer snow. You beer, know, snow you know, bear. Snow, snow bear. bear. It's snow a bear, snow cone. Nobody is putting Modelo's in snow, though. I can tell you that. No, the only things that are getting put in snow are things like we've already named. PBR, Bush, fucking... Maybe a Coors, so you can see the blue. Maybe a Coors. Oh, right, yeah. Is, is Coors the one that does the, the fucking... Yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. like, it lights change. up, like, yeah. It goes from, like, white to blue. Cool. Good for them for that. The old yeah. aluminum can stuff, yeah. I wonder if they patented that shit. Comics and bars, throwing axes. It's shameless plug time. It's shameless plug. A shameless plug time. It's shameless plug. All right, everybody. Next week, I got the very lovely Megan McCart coming to join me from the Cheyenne comedy scene. Uh, I, don't, I mean, she's fun. That's, that's all I got to say. She's just a fun, fun gal. Can't wait to have her on the podcast. She's going to be here next week. So, you know, set your dial for that. Subscribe. Give us a like. Check it out. Help us get to 500, man. That's what we want. 500 subscribers, listeners. I don't know. Whatever the podcast God's metric is. Dude, help us get to 500. What else we got? Yours truly has two showcases coming up in March, everybody. I got funny people coming to Fort Collins. The Lerano Comedy Showcase. The first of its kind coming to you monthly. March 19th, we're going to have Christy Bukley headlining that uh, i've also got some other funny people evan johnson's gonna feature greg cherry the very good he's, he's just good clean and wholesome that's that guy good old greg cherry he's gonna be there also don't get caught sleeping at that moxie comedy showcase son because we got march 20th coming up that's the date that you've got to save in your calendar because it's the moxie theater comedy showcase we got a ladies night and the feelings right oh what night it's gonna be helen Riker. she's headlining Featuring the very lovely Genevieve Murdick. We've also got Sarah Sachuk coming down. And it looks like Macaulay Culkin with gigantism. That's right. Eric Thompson is going to be joining us. Got the Moxie Theater Comedy Showcase. March 20th. Shameless plug. It was shameless plugs. That's right. You just listened to some shameless plugs. I think this trench coat that I've been wearing for the past five years is the coolest article of clothing I've ever had. At least it was when I first bought it. Now it's got, it's tainted from so many horrible stories and just raunchy experiences. I have a question for you, Nick, though. Like, Because you've, you've had this persona for... Have you always had the persona? Did you start off doing comedy with it? Or? Actually, um, I don't really... I, I think... If you see me not as Nikki Rex, that's the fucking persona. Okay. You, 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 <laughs> you see me at work, I am faking all that shit. Or, see me hanging out with friends and family, it's, that's, that's me just pressing on through until I get to put on the trench coat again, hit the mic and be like, oh fuck, I get to come out for a little bit, nice. <laughs> Get to be the the me that I mean to be. So this is why I love you. This is the real Nikki. <laughs> Quick updates for you guys. I think uh, the Comedy Fort finally, kind of, sorta announced their open mic. 
Yeah. He says it's probably going to start up in March. Cool. A little, uh, little, little birdie of a podcast called Goofin. Because <laughs> 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 he's hosting it, of course he's going to tell the world. So. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean. Yeah, do they know what night they want to do it on? Or? I think it's going to stay on Mondays. Mondays? Nice. I think it's going to stay on Mondays just because it worked out so well before. Yeah. And they also said, I mean, I've heard different things. I've heard that they'll go to like two in the morning because it's going to blow up the first. Yeah, night. well, I mean, some of, I've been there where uh, they that what they start at seven and they generally go to eleven with like Nate Brown yeah. when he was still hosting. It was insane. And yeah. dude, we like that list would get so ridiculous that you, you were like, they're like, okay, two and a half minutes, man. That's yeah. what you got yeah. tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, and then you were excited time, to get two and a half minutes because yeah. you're like, look at this fucking turnout tonight. So. Yeah, that's where I popped my cherry. Yeah, yeah. Hodies is. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Mine was actually that bar across the street, that Gentry's bar, you see? Where's the oh, yeah. The For barrel us. sign underneath it. There's a bar called Gentry's. <laughs> That's where I did my first jokes ever. Yeah, it is, it's, a weird, it's a weird thing the first time you get on stage. Like, that's one thing that like comedians almost like, like never talk about because we all just know what it's like. Mm-hmm. like. We all have that mutual understanding. Which is like, yeah, oh, what, your first time on stage? Fucking... Well, mine was a little bit different, right? <laughs> I wasn't even really looking to be a comedian. Yeah. I was just like, oh, you know what chaps my ass for about three minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I did, too. I just went on stage and, like, talked a bunch of shit to my friends, and it killed. Yeah, but and I think a lot, of, a lot of people, like, when you're doing stand-up, they've, like, thought about it for a while and maybe scouted the venue, and they're, like, talked to their yeah. friends about it. I was all like, fucking... I, I don't got five dollars. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> I mean, like I got five dollars, but it's for beer. That, so. But that's the weird thing too is that it goes from like it goes from. I remember, yeah, you know, I have so many people all the time. You know, close friends of mine, or just you know sometimes acquaintances and stuff. They're like, oh yeah, and they're like like oh, man, I, I'm so funny and I have all these good jokes. I'm like, then go on stage, mm-hmm. then do it. You yeah, know, tell your fucking do jokes. It. And they all say the same. No, oh, I could never. I'm too scared to. Well, that's what separates me from you, fuckboy. That's what, you know, I don't give a shit. I mean, I think the moral of that is um, uh, don't give in to peer pressure. And uh, that, that's what we should we should really tell everybody on this podcast. Don't give in to, don't let your friends tell you what to do. No, that's bullshit. Like, here's the thing, you're kind of undermining. <laughs> you're, you're undermining every time I go to peer pressure from someone, <laughs> uh, someone from here forward, dude. I, I mean, like... It's a tool that I use <laughs> on people sometimes. So, I mean, do listen to your friends. They generally have your best interests in mind. Do drugs. That's what I'm going to tell you right now. The Bill Hicks game lives on. Let's put it that way. Should we explain to the audience what Bill Hicks game is? Yes, please. Okay, so Bill Hicks game used to be Bill Hicks. But his friends, when he would do his mics in Texas, everybody would just keep buying them drinks just to see how drunk they could get him before he went up on stage. And one time, the legend goes, he got so drunk that he was laying down on stage when his father decided to come visit him just as a surprise, I want to see my son working. (laughs) And they just found him on stage, like almost to the point of pass out drunk, but super drunk, just laying there, just kind of talking shit to the microphone. (laughs) Yeah, every time I see Nikki at a mic, he's like, everybody's just feeding him drinks. I'm like, oh, we're playing the Bill Hicks game again. All right, it should be fun. Well, dude, I even wrote a warning into my set and then followed it up with Robin Williams as a fan of mine, you know? So, like, right off the, <laughs> right off the bat, dude, like, if you're still sitting around through my set and, you, and something rubs you the wrong way, I, it's not like I didn't tell you. 
I love doing crowd work, though. Crowd work's fun. Crowd work, yeah. It's a, it's a skill you need to develop for sure. Yeah, dude. Have you, I, I've seen so many comedians just... They'll, be, they'll just be, like, crushing their entire act. And then once somebody pipes up, it's like they, they just work. freeze. Yeah. yeah they just freeze and, like, the real them comes crashing back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like... They're just like, uh, uh, And it's like, you just need to learn to look at somebody and be like, hey, shut the fuck up. Well, you also have to go through that, though, yeah. where someone shuts you down on stage so that you know how to fucking bounce back from it. It's, and it's, I mean, like, I don't know if it's necessarily crowd... Because crowd work is like... You start talking to somebody, you're asking them what they do for a living. You start, oh, you're an electrician. Some joke about wires or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's crowd Some work. You know, dude, shutting down a heckler. That's, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a necessary well. skill. And I guess yeah. it would go under the crowd work skill set. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think you necessarily have to be the best yeah. crowd worker to shut down a heckler. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you don't. You definitely don't need to be, probably still be good at shutting down hecklers without doing good crowd work. But, like, good crowd work is a really difficult thing to do. And, yeah. like, I, I've been working more at it. I think I, I probably do more crowd work than most people at Dylan. Yeah, Davis. probably. Um, yeah, Matt Bergman, I, I'm glad that we have kind of that connection in New York now because that, he did, like, a solid 10 minutes of crowd work that killed. And all he did was talk to, like, two teachers. And one <laughs> teacher was, like, a kindergarten teacher, and she was still enamored with the job and all adorable <laughs> about it. And then the other person he talked to was, like, a sixth-grade teacher, and he can just... And the, and the thing that I noticed about him, he, he zeroed in on every little tiny thing about the person. He zeroed in on her tone of voice. He zeroed okay. in on her on how her face looked. Zeroed in on how she was saying the sentence. And all that came across was like, you're exhausted from teaching sixth grade. You can't wait to quit. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's, you're just well, and that's, that's cool too, though. I, mean, I generally don't like crowd work. It's not my thing, first of all. And I mean, like, after if someone does it for too long, I feel like you're just beating a dead horse I, I actually went to see Dave Attell at Comedy Works one night and I was so excited to finally get to see the great Dave Attell right and all he did was talk to this fucking old woman for like 40 minutes I'm like I don't know that I I maybe giggled a couple times throughout that whole thing I was like this is the worst fucking what the hell happened still to you Dave paid, oh yeah yep. and I'm sure he's still like you know super funny too. other night maybe he was just tired that night and didn't feel like fucking doing it so he was like you know what I'm just gonna talk to this old lady but I mean that was that was like a grueling that was grueling for me to watch I was like when is this over I think Anthony Jeselnik is really good with the way he does Holy crowd work shit, yeah because like he'll like he'll pick somebody and maybe he'll come back to him later but it's just for a little bit a little, little prodding here so and he there and then he goes way. back yeah. into something you know one of his weird later, dark yeah. yeah he finds a way to segue into everything when he does crowd work it's fucking yeah. it, it's it's fucking perfection yeah who's who's the guy that i i respect in crowd work these days i want to say it's andrew schultz yeah, God, he's I think so good. Every time I see him in a video, I'm just amazed. At any video you see him in is crowd work. Any, any crowd work, the guy's just a freaking master. Yeah, and he's really good at fucking with people too. Yeah, yeah. It always seems like his intelligence comes across way more in his crowd work than I would say in anything else he does. Yeah, he's he's very good at like like. And the thing about crowd work is it's kind of like I would compare it to like freestyling, you know. Yeah, rap. sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's you know like we you know rappers have their songs that they've already recorded and stuff like that that they know how to do. Rappers, you know, at least they get a fucking beat. Yeah. All I get is some fucking Karen drunk as shit yelling at me about shit that doesn't even matter. <laughs> That's all I fucking get. And then she yeah, goes well, and starts an OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> there is a huge, huge difference between every other aspect of live entertainment. 
you know, from, from comedy. Because, like, I was listening to, actually, before I came down here, you and Dominic's episode, oh, the last yeah. one. Yeah. Like, what, what, talking about being in a in a, a play, you know, somebody else wrote that script, you're just there to do, to do the best you can, but you're delivering someone else's material. Or, like, uh, if you're in a band, you know, you're up there, you're, you've rehearsed your music, there's four other guys up there with you, you're sharing that energy and everything, you know, so you come off good or bad, you're sharing that energy. Oh, we did great. Oh, we didn't do great. Let's hug it out, you know, whatever. Comedy, you're, a, you're up there by yourself. It is dead silent, and everyone is like, entertain me, shithead. <laughs> Figure it out, stupid. Yeah. Hey, uh, you better make me laugh. Like, another part of what makes comedy and, and stand-up so ter- terrifying for a lot of people, I think, is, like, that comedy is subjective, right? So, I mean, you're like, a lot of people, I think, try to write for, like, a general audience. You know, what's going to make everybody laugh? And then you come out with that, and you make three people laugh, you know? Find your demographic, man. And that's why I have a ta- I try to make it a point to have a target audience. You know, I came out here like, oh, I fucking love drunk shitheads in the middle of the week. That's who I'm. <laughs> that's who I'm after. You know, so Definitely. probably not gonna get a lot of soccer moms coming up to me like, Actually, hey, Nikki, great fucking HJ joke tonight, man. That was great. <laughs> I'm so glad you talked about hand jobs, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just going to get my husband a hand job, but I think I'm going to give you one now because you're just so good at comedy. And then I say, okay. (laughs) She said she wants to give you a hand job too. (laughs) Talking about how grandma used to give grandpa HJs back in the the early 20s. I'm going to take you to grandma. She's got experience. She took her arthritis medicine. We're good. And it's all knobbly from the arthritis. It'll get some extra texture while you're down there. The, the loose skin on the hand's going to feel great with the lotion. My name is Karen. I give hand jobs just like my grandmother Debbie before me. And her grandmother and her before grandmother her. 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 And grandmother before her. <laughs> We've given hand jobs in this, in this family since, since the Salem witch trials. I mean, you know you guys are going to have to get away from the... You know, and as much as I hate to say, you guys are going to have to get away from that Dillinger's mic a couple times a month just so you see some of these other crowds. Um, oh, yeah. No, I mean, well, you, know, you got um, LGBTQ tonight. Let's see. I feel like you guys would do really good at the hangover bar. Yeah, well, just because it's the hangover. It's I've got a target on that place, too. Yeah. But, like, Friday, um, we, got, we got scooters. Yeah, yeah. Well, scooters is going to start doing their thing. I'm also, yeah, I, yeah, after yeah. tonight, I, I'm trying to start planning, like, other trips to Denver. Uh, you got the the thing here, the trivia open mic yeah, thing, right? Yeah, I do that probably every other week. Yeah, I want to hit that. Um, our friend Megan up in Cheyenne has uh, talked about wanting to hit Stoney's, mm-hmm. I think March 9th, so a bunch of us might mob down for that. And then after that, you know, I'll, I'll just see which other mic sounds good. And I mean, just week by week, I don't know, see who I can't round up and rally down here and do a, an extra mic here and there. I think they're thinking about mics in uh, Fort Collins because it's not just going to be comedy for it. I think they were talking about whiskeys might come back. I loved doing whis- whiskey. the whiskey, I've man. Whiskey. The whiskey is such a good The whiskey is, I love, yeah. So well, that was my Wednesday nights for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I stayed there like well past last call getting schmotzed with two or three comedians and the bar owner. That's just keep serving them up, buck and a quarter for a PBR for for these guys. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I got seven dollars. So I'm gonna get <laughs> get so drunk right now. Because <laughs> if you're just a regular person, they're like, hey, get the fuck out. Like, we're trying to close, yeah, man. Sh- well, that's the thing too is that like we're gonna we're gonna start having a Dillinger's. We're gonna start having like 
a lot more people coming from out of state and you know, oh yeah just, Dom wants yeah. to actually kind of redo the the format of the way we've been doing it's things gonna be a, there, it's gonna so. be a lot more formal yeah and I mean like I understand the move and I think it was a necessary move but it fucking breaks my heart dude I mean, like, I'd, uh, I'll probably do a lot of that first 30 minutes shit. <laughs> You're not going to see me going up there trying to fight with the rest of you guys over featured spots or trying to get paid. That's not yeah. what I got into this to do, man. I mean, like, no, it depends on who the headliner is. Because, like, seriously, after Dougapalooza, I think the only show that'll ever fucking matter to me on that level where I'm like, fuck, I got to do so good. This is, like, my shit. Like, if I get to open for Stanhope. It's like, that's the only aspiration I have. Like, just get to open for him one time, and I'm like, I've done everything I meant to do as a comedian now, you know? So, like, I would probably, I, what I mean by fight is I will find you guys in the alley behind Dillinger's and just start taking you out so there's no competition. <laughs> I will get that spot. Right? <laughs> but, no, there, there are some, like, really cool local comedians that I probably would put my hat in the race. Uh, Chris Fonseca. Like, I'm a big fan of that guy, man. I love him a lot. I've Dude, seen he was him a actually at Blush and Blue the last time I was there. Was he? Yeah, he was, oh, shit. He was in there. Nice, man. I love, I I love it, that uh, dude's material. I heard at the fucking Moxie you guys had, uh, what's his name, Shane. Uh, no, he, he's Shane. the dude who had the, uh, the fucking... The thing, you know? Uh, yeah, it's that, the that, guy. The Hold the fuck on, man. He tells so the jokes. He had, a joke, uh, he had that joke about Guy Fieri. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Looks like, like fucking Sonic the Hedgehog yeah, got struck like, by lightning while wearing a flame t-shirt. He was talking, yeah, he, no, he, he said uh, he looked like he got electrocuted while drinking Mountain Dew. Torres. Uh, Shane Torres. Yeah. He was at the Comedy Fort. Oh, it was the Comedy yeah, Fort? He, yeah, he opened the Comedy Fort. Dude, that guy is fucking hilarious. I love that. That, that was the best opener ever. Like, I just would never expect the opening of a joke to be like, yeah. can y'all explain to me what the fuck Guy Fieri ever did to anybody? Well, yeah. here's the thing. Um, so, like, <laughs> You made such a valid point. <laughs> so, uh, Doug, right, used to have a thing about Guy Fieri. And I could never yeah. understand it. And I really wanted to write a, a Guy Fieri joke, and you know, for the Dougapalooza thing. And then you showed me that joke. And I was like, that's the only fucking angle I have on Guy Fieri. I don't know how to write a Guy Fieri joke if it's not about what the fuck did he do to deserve getting shit on. And so I was like, well, that's it, man. I don't have a Guy Fieri joke. I tried for like three or four days. to. I just, I stopped trying. You got to go the exact opposite of that spectrum. You just got to shit all over. Just like, while he's defending Guy Fieri, you have to just shit. shit all over Well, Guy here's Fieri. the thing. I, I'm absolutely, yeah. if I have a, you gotta be like, a let man me tell crush, you why. it's a, on Guy Fieri. Dude, I, I love Guy Fieri in every capacity, well, in, including I, is, possibly a yeah. little bit gay. That's yeah, I mean, you guys have, you have just dark Guy Fieri hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Gordon Ramsay guy. Like honestly, Gordon Ramsay, I would fucking rail that man. Well, he would fuck me. Let's be honest. But okay, I, st- I'm, I still I'd be really a little spoon here. I'm about the food. <laughs> about I the just want to find America's best diners, drive-ins, <laughs> and dives, man. If I get if we trade HJs along the way, I'm good with it. But I mean, you ultimately, I feel I feel right? like he needs me riding shotgun. You're like the definition. Cherry red. <laughs> well, dude, like if I go to I Denver didn't even know or that was in Houston. Anytime I actually travel, I'll download an app so I know what fucking sh- uh, what restaurants have been on diners, drive-ins, and dives, so I can go hit them later. There's there's a few different apps that are like, oh, this it'll show you 
uh, everything locally that's been on like Travel Channel or Food Network. Not necessarily just diners, drive-ins, and dives, but if it's ever been featured on any show, it'll be like, this restaurant at this location has been featured on ABC, whatever. Well, I guess shout out to Guy Fieri. Right, uh, yeah. I love you, Guy yeah. Fieri. We love you, man. We're all big fans. So does Shane Torres. He loves you too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Shane Torres as well. Even yeah, though I was, forgot your name, buddy. That was a good opening night. No, we got there. I, I was I was lucky enough to get a table the very first night the Comedy Ford opened. Shane Torres opened. I think uh, Jeff Tice hosted. I got to see Samazaki feature. She's featured here before, which was cool. Nice. And uh, yeah, he. I think one of his opening jokes was how he touches the wall a lot. <laughs> the fuck? And I guess Shane Torres has a has a bit of OCD, so that's why he's got to yeah. keep touching the wall whenever he's on stage. <laughs> yeah, on his on on one of his uh, because he pops up on my fucking Pandora all the time. Uh, it's a lot of Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer for some fucking reason. Well, they're pretty up there right now. They seem to be yeah. pretty popular these days. Yeah. yeah, they were they feuded. They feuded. Well, I'm doing when air just, quotes when they just called each other fat a bunch. <laughs> well, you know what's funny about that is Tom Segura actually lost a bunch, bunch of weight away, and. Yeah. Bert was like, I didn't even try. Yeah. I didn't even fuck around with that. All at he did all. was quit drinking. Like <laughs> <laughs> his to, like, I got his to meet fat Tom Segura on my birthday one year. That is funny. Yeah, he he was just happened to be doing comedy work, so me and one of my oh, sisters nice. went out and checked it out. And uh, Matt Fulshawn actually opened, which like I was fucking beside myself. And then he did a bunch of the jokes I was hoping he would do. Which is weird because, like, I already know the punchline, but I'm all excited for when it happens. Dude, I get excited. I'm like, yeah, that's not, you, that's not avocados, it's bacon. <laughs> I was fucking, yeah. Super, so I got to meet him, too. Burke Kreishner actually has, like, one of the most famous jokes, though, and that's that machine, the machine joke. joke yeah. yeah. Oh, the, yeah, getting drunk with the, with Russians, the Russian mafia. When he wasn't supposed to. What were we, li- we were listening to his podcast, uh, two, two Bears, One Cave. Nice. And they were talking about how Bert came down to Colorado to like Aspen. A bunch of rich socialites just wanted him to go do comedy there. And he was supposed to do like 30 minutes. He gets up there, starts doing some jokes. They just start heckling. Do the machine! Do the machine! Fuck. So he does the machine. They're like, all right, man, that's all we needed. Let's get drunk. <laughs> so he got paid $25,000 to come to Colorado. And do the, and do the, the machine. Aspen, too. Not just yeah. fucking, not like South Park, Colorado. Yeah. You didn't show up to Wellington. <laughs> you fucking got to hang out in Aspen. And Jared and I are just looking at each other like, fuck. How do, we, how do we get some of this Burt Kreischer money? <laughs> Bro, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get Burt Kreischer money. I'm trying to fucking, I'm on a podcast and I'm fucking broke as shit, but I'm happy to be. I love the, the aspirations a lot of the... Cheyenne comics have to to want to get paid and, and like quote make it like there's a lot, a lot of people up there like I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna do man this is my calling they just need to come down to Colorado a couple times I think, I think <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm like yeah I think it's, I mean, a, it's, it's a lot of people who not hate. realistic I don't yeah think. they haven't been around the comedy scene and stuff like that they don't realize that dude this takes this takes fucking like 10 years 15 years sometimes I mean shit Louis C.K. took him upwards of 20 years and he already got fucking canceled so I enjoy waking up at 3pm and going yeah my only obligation is to do fucking comedy that's it you know even like even like Tom Segura put it in a really good way where he's like you know what I realized even if I have a bad day at work it's only like an hour out of my day it's like (laughs) a bad fucking day I remember when I saw Tom Segura he's all like 
talking about comedy being a job, and he's like, well, at least I hope this counts as a job, because otherwise I'm going to have, like, a 17 <laughs> Oh, yeah, he was, like, he's like, like yeah. spot in my fucking work so, history. Yeah, he said he could never go back to <laughs> doing, like, real work, because they'd be like, hey, man, what's up with this 10-year gap in your resume? <laughs> it's, that's where I'm trying to be. I need a 10-year gap in my resume. I don't give a fuck. If, it's, like, it's as wild. long as I can make enough money just to sustain myself, you know, sure. just to pay my fucking bills. Whitney Cummings got quoted as saying, you know, if, if you stick with comedy for 10 years and you desire to be good at it, in 10 years you'll have a house. I, think I mean, so. like, I want to be good at comedy. I, I, I like being good at telling jokes, but I feel like I've already done, aside from opening for Stanhope, I've done everything I want to do as a comedian. I just want to, I guess I just want to keep doing this, mm-hmm. you know? I want you to keep doing it because you're one of my favorite fucking people to watch, honestly, and I get to see you live all the fucking time. <laughs> like, just watching Nikki get up there and just start fucking chugging that beer sometimes, I'm just like, oh shit, alright, let's do this. Oh, if, yeah, if I'm doing any more than a sip of beer on stage, that means either I forgot what I'm supposed to say next, or I'm about to hate fuck everybody. Yeah, either like, way, it's really good. Well, there's so. those times where I see the beer that's like maybe quarter full. And I'm like, I'll just finish it, dude. Just get another, somebody get this man another beer. Yeah. Right? I hate when that happens to me, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'll get on stage with half a beer and be like, oh, I'm good. I'll make it through the set. And then I'm like fucking nursing my way through the piss warm, flat, fucking gross tasting part of it. Yeah, I wish <laughs> at that point somebody was like... Oh, dude, I see you struggling right now, man. Someone get him a freshie, would you? This is, uh, like, it's almost embarrassing if you know that's what's going down now. And you're like, I'm actually just not putting this down because I need something in my right hand. Going back to that, people just wanting paid in the scene. I, I think yeah. they just, they see success, but they don't see the grind. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. really easy yeah. to see yeah. the end success result. of somebody, but you never see the grind. Sure. You never see the, like, two open mics on a Monday or, like, the three open mics on a Wednesday, you know, that you're hitting one. Maybe you do well here, you bomb at this other one, maybe you get a couple right. laughs here, and then you go and you have to, you know, analyze your jokes and you're trying yeah, to rework everything. Say, even if you don't see that. You're hitting like two or three m- mics a week. That's that's impressive and grueling in and of itself. That's not even talking about the hours of just sitting on a couch or a bed with notebooks and just papers mm-hmm. fucking everywhere. You're trying to see, like, this joke, I could segue this way to this joke, or I could, you know, what if I do it backwards? This word doesn't work in this sentence, but if I put it at the end, there's, yeah, it's, there's a lot of time and effort. It just goes into fucking doing an open mic, let alone you trying to get, fucking getting paid. And I think that's kind of a bad motivation to be doing comedy anyway. You know, I don't want to see anybody in the scene get to a point where they're all like, you know what, I've been doing this for a while now, like eight months. I mean, I know that I've got a, t- a tight eight minutes. I deserve my $50 or whatever they're expecting. And then they're just like, fuck it, I'm not doing this then. I work too hard. No one appreciates my shit. That's just, that's just bad motivation. Yeah. No, it's terrible that's motivation. Like, you should be motivated to do comedy. It kind of taints it. the scene, too, because yeah. then you got one guy that's just bringing bad energy. Yeah. Nobody wants to hang out with him, and then he gets all fuckity, uppity about not anyone hanging out with him well yeah i mean like but like there's <laughs> starts a, tension then there's exactly. scene drama there, yeah oh my god isn't that the fucking worse like when there's like scene like 
I, that's why I mean, there's Casper was there was real bad about it. There was while. somebody that you know started doing things at Dillinger's. I won't say any names because uh, he's friends with some people. But uh, <laughs> because you know, he has friends, this this dude for the two you know the the first two or three times I seen him perform, you know he was shitting just all over every other comedian, just using using his talent to uh, to to just like completely trash talk us, and I was like. It was it. So I had to talk to I had to talk to Dom about it and be like, "Hey, you shut this motherfucker up!" Or oh, like, I think um, I know who you're talking about at this point. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen him in a while either. And I kind of had to be like, "Hey, man, you tell me you shut the fuck up because I'm not dealing with like somebody who's like like literally right after I get off stage, they're like, oh, fucking Pornhub guy over here,' mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? I had a joke about Pornhub and I thought it was pretty good. So fuck you too, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, then he does it, like, the second time, and I'm, and then he's shitting on other comedians. And I'm like, well, why are you trying to, like, do you just... And it's because he just, you know, he thought he was so much better than us. And because he's so much more successful. And it's like, okay, well, like, how, how do you define success? Is it either, you know, the quality of your, your actual content, or is it just how much you step on toes just to fucking get to where you want to be? And my thing is I don't want to step on anybody's toes. My thing is I'm trying to bring everybody where I want to be and I want everybody else to be comfortable I want everybody to be one big happy goddamn family ELE everybody love everybody like, you know while we get to tell jokes about cancer and cocks and fucking Jews or whatever child <laughs> yeah. who was it I think there was somebody that said Jew on stage and like everybody Dom. was like oh. yeah, every once in a while, a while Dom well Lynch, Dom get like, no Dom because there was somebody Jewish. somebody did, somebody did like a Nazi joke I think and Dom was all like since I'm like part Jew I really got to know was, what uh, context well, it was because they were both Jewish about. it was Victor I think Victor was the it? other was Jewish it? comedian um, oh maybe yeah yeah he would I think I think I said something I, I made a joke about because my brother is Mexican and Jewish he's half Mexican half Jewish and beans. my yeah <laughs> yeah and, and because his dad's from like some part of Mexico that is like has just a huge uh, Jewish community. So I, I grew up with my brother, obviously, like learning, like I know all kinds of like fun Jewish stuff, but I'm Catholic, you know, it's just the way I was raised. And, uh, but I, I learned, you know, he would always say shit like a mitzvah is a mitzvah and shit like that, which just means a good deed is a good deed. And, uh, but eventually uh, I, I came up with this joke that was, that my grandmother found out, my grandmother on my dad's side found out that my brother is Jewish and Mexican. And she got so mad about it that she sent ice over to his house. That's but nice. by the time that but by the time that they got there, he was already dead because of all the shit that I did to his shower. Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is terrible. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But even like I told Dom the joke before I went on stage, like, is this cool, man? Because you're Jewish. And he yeah. was like, dude, your brother's Jewish? Like, your brother's dead. my brother thought it was funny. I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, I'm gonna try the joke. And it went over pretty well. But there was somebody who said something about like it was. It almost seemed like like it was fucking like pro Nazi, and I was like, I don't think you can't just do that. Yeah. Like you can't. This is why people get all like PC and angry and shit because like you get some people on stage that are like, can we go back to fucking nineteen fifty promoting Nazis? Yeah. Like it's like no dickhead. Like we're all just trying to get along here. But like, was it? It sounds like it almost sounds like a Luke. Asian I think move. It was, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Does, that actually. does sound like some shit he it would sounds do. Sounds like a Luke move. But he, I don't think he would. Like, he's not that crazy. Because I, I don't know, man. 
I dude, he. I mean, like we don't hang out and hit each nah. other up to do tea or anything, but the energy <laughs> that dude brings to the stage he's is hardcore. Dude. Like he wanted crazy like, at the very least. He wanted to do like like he wanted to do like a roast battle with me. That would have been. He wanted hardcore, but like, but I feel like he's willing to go a lot further than I am. Like, he will get to the <laughs> point that even if I keep getting him, eventually he's gonna throw out an N word or something, and I'm gonna be like, "All right, I'm out." Like, I well, can't be. Like, <laughs> he's got that. Like, he's got the attitude and um, kind of the the walk of a person that's. 21 years old in the comedy yeah. scene, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude, just he's fearless. Like already Don Rickles, just right? Yeah, <laughs> doesn't care. You know, I love that Luke is is that guy that that shows up and is just like over the top no energy. Fucks given, like. Yeah, just running back and forth on stage. You know, I know a lot, I just generally stand there with the mic stand. You know, he's all over the stage, yeah. super animated. And, yeah, I have a tendency to pace, and I think I think he does good at it. Actually, there's a lot of high-energy comics I, I really can't get behind. You know, I'll support them yeah, because they're good at what they do, but it's not my flavor, and I think Luke does it in a way that actually speaks to me personally. Who I, don't know. I, forgot, I forgot his name. Who's the guy who like, always shows up? He's from Colorado. He always shows up fucking stoned, and he's always sitting on the fucking chair, and uh, he, like, he'll sit on like the back of the chair and shit. What's his fucking name? I... He's Do like really, he's tall as shit. Not Jared. Tall as shit. Oh, is Jared? Is it Jared? Yeah, tall white I'm white fucking Jared. Yeah. Jared. Jared's yeah. got some good love shit. That guy. Yeah. Fucking love that guy. Every time, dude, every time he's on stage, dude, he's fucking, he, he, I, I've not just seen that guy bomb even once. We, we were at Epic uh, on Monday because we both went down to do both mics and he, he had, he, he always does this. He'll, put his entire body on top of a chair, like yeah. on top of a bar stool. <laughs> so he stood up on top of the bar stool at Epic. The thing was like wobbling underneath him. Just I'm just waiting for it to fall underneath him. I'm like, oh dude, I was so scared for him. But he pulled it off. <laughs> I always somehow manages to get like the balance of a cat whenever it comes to bar stools or something. Dude, he got like super stoned and like knocked the chair over one time. It was so goddamn funny because he sits on like the back of it. And yeah. He just like he just knocked the chair over, but he kinda landed. So at the same time he was like but he was so stoned that he was just like Oh, yeah. He just looked up. He's like, guys, don't worry about that. Like, he's broken, <laughs> he's broken so much equipment on stage since I've known him. I've known him go through at least <laughs> one chair and two mic stands at least, and that's how animated the guy is. But yeah, he's, those two are great because um, you never ex- you never know what to expect from Greeley comedy. You just hear Greeley when they must stink. Um, <laughs> but it's always you know to have those two as part of the team and and to see the energy that they bring is always really kind of cool. Oh, you dude, can I just count on them to open a show. You know. Comics and Bars Throwing Axes is brought to you by Greeley Hatchet House, everybody. Greeley Hatchet House is proud to feature Walk Up Wednesday. $20 for an hour of throwing, and all the beer is just $2. That's right, Walk Up Wednesday. $20, one hour of throwing, $2 domestic beers. Practice your kill shots, practice your bullseyes. It's fun, everybody. If you haven't done it yet, check it out. Get yourself a date. Go throw some hatchets at the wall. GreeleyHatchetHouse.com GreeleyHatchetHouse.com Throw some hatchets at the wall. This jingle is not official. I fucking Except love Greeley because you guys still have a steak and shake. Well, I guess we do, huh? Yeah. Just barely. Bro, I fucking love steak and shake. That's <laughs> my shit. My... See, if you know what? If more people would just appreciate steak and shake, <laughs> then they wouldn't be closing down the way that they are. Right? <laughs> we yeah. all need to start appreciating what you have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it really has been growing up. Well, it tripped me out that I thought I 
swore Cheyenne was bigger than Greeley. But I guess it's like mm. smaller by yeah. like 100,000 or something. I think, of, well, Greeley has how many, what was the population? 150. 150. We have like, I think 90 or some shit like that if you count like the little spots that are still county and shit like right. that. And then, you know, the outside areas and stuff, it's like maybe a little over 100,000. But Cheyenne's fucking small. I tell people that all the time. Like, you know, Wyoming in general is the least populated state in the fucking United States. Cheyenne is the biggest fucking city in Wyoming, and we have like a hundred thousand people if you count the surrounding areas. True. So it's it's you know, but then you drive you know, fucking thirty minutes south, and you got you know either Fort Collins, Greeley, all that shit. Drive a little bit further, Denver. Right. But it's it, like. The problem is that, like, in Cheyenne, like, property value is going up and shit like that. Yeah, this that isn't a fucking, fucking real estate Zach lives podcast. there. Yeah, nobody. Fucking bringing down real estate values. Hey, I am here to bring down property fucking values. <laughs> exactly. We're here. We, we like having Zach in our community, or our comic community, because <laughs> he's bad enough that it makes the rest of us look good. I set the bar very low. <laughs> he three bandrew about seventy five thousand. Yeah. I set the bar so low that everybody's just like, "Well, anything's gonna be better than this fucking lousy piece of shit." It did, well, I feel like Cheyenne's one of the one of the last bastions of insult comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's one of the yeah. last places where they actually want it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that was that was weird. I get up there and I try to do my clean stuff, and we're like, "What?" No, no. But no, I say, "Hey, fuck you, motherfucker!" And they're like, "Hey, yeah, exactly." Yeah. Yeah. If you get up on stage and you basically like, I guarantee you, like. I would be willing to bet that if I, like, you guys could write just an abundance of insults that I could just tell the fucking crowd, and they would probably be like, he gets set of the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's incredible. Like, I could get up there and just be like, yeah, yeah, you'll like some abuse, don't you? And they're like, yeah, fuck me. <laughs> For example, okay, I'll, I'll, uh, this is an example of um, Cheyenne versus a Colorado room. In Cheyenne, if I would have went up there and started singing, all my exes froze in Texas. <laughs> Laughter. Yeah. I did that joke at Denver and Lincoln Station, and there was a, a woman in the front row that went like this. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, it's, the thing is that like a lot of people like to say, I think a lot of people like to say that like comedy has died or something like that. And it's not that it's died. It's like Mickey said, you know, you just got to find your demographic and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you just got to find your audience. But it has definitely changed. You know, this isn't the, the Eddie Murphy days and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I, I love yeah. Bill Hicks, man. I love Bill Hicks, Louis Black. I grew yeah. up in the 90s, 2000s. Was loving, loving all that stuff. It's changed. I, I wanted to be that comedian. I wanted to be Bill Hicks. People and don't know, like, what we have to deal with, though, like being comics. Having to work around the everyone's around. modern yeah. sensibilities. Trying to find a way to be dirty and offensive without being dirty and offensive. <laughs> <laughs> How do you punch down if you can't punch down, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I know an alcoholic investigative journalist that I could probably hire. All right. <laughs> <laughs> really, I know a John Cusack. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, might do just as well. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like if Constantine was on drugs. I love it. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you do look like Constantine. Like strung out Constantine. Constantine was awesome, man. I've been calling him Constantine for weeks. That cross shotgun, dude. That thing was, <laughs> was fucking tight. I wanted one. Uh, I get um, fucking Castiel from Supernaturals when I hear quite a bit. Dude, that's a show that like a lot of people watched. And, oh, shit. Oh, Where I thought you were showing me a little notification on your phone that says, do you want to start recording? No, no. I really that seriously was like, did we not do, did we not record it? Yeah, no, we're making <laughs> like, history right now, man. This was is this just a... Uh, 
We're we're on chubby behemoth type podcast. Yeah, yeah man. Well, yeah. Used to do, uh, yeah, not governed was two hours Are usually they? when I was doing that one. Yeah. Sometimes we'd go long if I had double A with us and we were doing the ink sick thing, showing cartoons and shit. I know, uh, like Joe Rogan's. I don't know how the fuck, but like that guy, all he does is like have the biggest podcast on the entire planet, smoke a bunch of fucking pot with Elon Musk and shit, which is tight. Like, I don't give a fuck if he inhaled or not. <laughs> Just the fact that you had a fucking blunt in Elon Musk's hand makes you the king. Like, yeah. he is the king. You got to ruin Carlos Mencia and, <laughs> and be like, hey, Elon, you, you mean Ned Mencia? Yeah, what is his name? I think it's like Ned, Ned. something Mencia. It's Ned Carlos Menstelia. He's like half fucking German or something. He's Honduran. Well, no, he's... Yeah, he's Honduran and... And like else, German yeah. or some shit. He's, he's fucking weird. What was it? Uh, George Lopez, like, choke slammed him into a wall or yeah, punched his face or something. Still 15 yeah, minutes of his shit. Even, yeah. his, even his BFF fucking Bobby Lee was like, um... Did you see that tiger belly? Yeah. I saw that tiger belly when he gave him a chance to, like, just just come clean just and just say you're sorry, dude. Just, just, you know, man up and didn't do it, man. Two, like, how long was that podcast? An hour, hour and a half? But just... Mencia dodging it just would and not, not fucking like he's the king of just like responsibility for trying it. to move around like stealing jokes and it's like I, I just don't understand like somebody's necessity to steal jokes like I can understand like well, dude, okay I mean, like if it's a joke that really nailed for you you know that really hit home to you good for you but like yeah. if you really want to be that successful if you really want to be that fucking guy that top tier fucking whatever then, like, do you, th- like, who would think in their right mind, I guess, that you could be that to your person without somebody right. being like, hey, you're a fucking cock for stealing my shit? Well, the thing is, is, man, is, like, comedy isn't, like, if you go to a concert, you're there to see fucking, I don't know, Billy Idol or Metallica, you know, you know who the headliner is. A lot of people come out to comedy and they're just like, oh, I don't give a shit. I just want to laugh. You know, nobody, I mean, there, there's probably people listening and I know the comic community would know names like Ari Schaefer, Doug Stanhope, um, Annie Andrist, you know, I could drop names all day. But like, <laughs> the, the the average person, just the connoisseur doesn't know that shit, you know? So like, it's not necessarily hard for someone like Carlos Menstelia uh, himself <laughs> Fucking, yeah, it's not hard for somebody like that to go get somebody's a lesser known comedian's fucking shit that he knows is gonna work because he's seen that comedian kill with it to get appropriate appropriate it into his set, you know, and then you know start making a fucking career out of himself that way. Yeah, it's, I, it's and I get the temptation too, you know, because then you're not having to work. Comedy is fucking hard, dude. Trying to come up with material, trying to word your material. Trying to fucking then you got to take it out and test it and then bring it back and rework it. You know, if you've got somebody else's shit, you know it's gonna work. No one's gonna know that you stole it from them. You just take it, fucking get all the good feeling about it. Fucking true. Yeah, dude. There's a, I, I get the temptation. I'm not advocating for that temptation. <laughs> well, it's he still a the dick only move. Just, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Well, what didn't um? I mean, Schumer, I couldn't get on Schumer. Yeah, didn't oh, she get in trouble yeah. for that shit too? Schumer. Um, somebody was taking Patton Oswalt stuff. I forget who that was. Yeah, yeah Patton Oswalt's so fucking famous too that I don't know why. Some yeah, if you're gonna steal shit. someone's shit, you don't, you don't want it to be yeah. shit as famous as yeah. Patton Oswalt. Yeah, <laughs> don't I mean, don't steal the headliner's shit, man. Don't take Ratatouille shit. You <laughs> 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 mean you stole material from that chubby guy from Agents of Shield? You were the one that was talking shit about Blade. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck, like, that guy fucking hated being on that movie. But like, that's the thing too is I can like like you said I can understand the temptation. It's just what's the point if there's no ambition, yes. you know? 
is it that then at that point in time like well, the, the you're still gonna have to go to the bed at night being like am I a real and comedian? The money and the all all the all the mm-hmm. payoff of, of stealing yeah. someone's good joke without having to put in the effort. That's dude, I just couldn't go to bed at night being like, Okay, yeah, like I, I would be like, I'm not a real comedian. Like I'm this is all a facade. It's all, you know, like I would just be like, Oh, well, what's the point of me even fucking doing this when I still hate myself every night, you know? Yeah. But some people, I guess, would be cool with that. <laughs> well, I, mean, I go through that, and I still don't steal anyone's jokes. <laughs> God damn! Why do I even bother getting up in the morning? Probably to go tell jokes. There's more yeah. beer to be drink. Yeah, <laughs> more fuckery to spread. Because there's the argument of like, you know, you homeless wanna, people to hang out. With. You want to steal people's jokes word for word, but then there's also I've heard the argument of like every joke has already been told. Like oh, yeah, well, let's see what you put your like own the structures spin on there, it. But yeah. You know, like uh, I do the aristocrats on nights where I'm bombing or I think the, the crowd is bullshit. Now, I didn't write the aristocrats, sure. right? That's yeah. been around forever. But I wrote my version of it. You know, I go when I go out and use that, it's it's nobody else's version of the aristocrats. And so I think that's the same thing with premises. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a hundred thousand abortion jokes out there right now, but only a couple of them are mine, you know? So. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> There's a hundred thousand abortions that have happened, but only a couple. There's way I've, more than hundred thousand abortions. <laughs> than the, yeah, there are way more crack mothers out there than. Well, I mean, me and Nikki both have abortion jokes, and like you know, they're they're wildly different. However, they're you know they, they are still abortion jokes. So where does everybody draw the line? You know, is it the subject or is it the is it you know like I think if it's way too eerily similar. Yeah, if it's noticeably joke, similar. Yeah, if it's noticeably similar. Like, And there's even been times where like, I've thought that I came up with something and then I fucking... Have you, you, you I hear something. Yeah. yeah, I hear something and I'm like, okay, I'm shutting it down mm-hmm. yeah. because I'm not going to be a Carlos Mastelia. Like, <laughs> I don't fucking need that in my... Like, I don't need that shit for somebody to be like, hey, you stole one joke and then all of a sudden, you know, you're fucking canceled. Yeah. If I fucking hear that, like, hey... I heard a very similar joke. Well, guess what? I'm talented enough to come up with way more shit. Right. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. So, and, I mean, at that point in time, it really just depends. I, all of his shit was so eerily similar to everybody else's shit. I mean, he's, st- he's stealing jokes from, like, some of his best friends. Like, dude, I couldn't imagine going to Dillinger's and being like, uh... They call me an alcoholic investigative journalist. Like, oh, dude, I just look at you dead head in the fucking eye, from like, the yeah. fucking balcony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna, but that's what that guy did. He it was open just, mic. Now it's well, WWE it just wrestling. It was the fact that he stole jokes and the success that he had. Like he had comedy. Yeah. So he was making like five million a year. He was making, yeah. he was making stupid money, dude. Stupid he was making jokes. stupid money and like. Just looking these guys dead in the eyes, basically, while he's doing it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, even, like, guys like Bobby Lee were, like, fucking, I don't really want to talk about it. But it took Joe Rogan to finally just be like, no, this is bullshit. Like, yeah. this is the, you can't just keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And, like, and then finally, everybody just realized. And that's the thing about the comedians were, you know, we understand that everything is subjective. Pretty much almost everything is on a spectrum. But we also, like, we're the kings of, like, real recognize real, I think. Sure. If you ask me, like, as comedians... Motherfuckers like we'll we'll look at each other and be like, okay, this person's either a fucking tryhard, they're a hobbyist, they're this, they're this, yeah, 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 hobbyist, whatever. Very supportive community, but at the same time, you know, we can recognize a lot of things. And when somebody's just trying to get the bag, yeah, you see it a mile away. Yeah, Yeah. you see it a mile away, and you can see just like, hey man, like, 
if you're just trying to like get into comedy just to get the bag, then you're not going to be funny because you'd be, there's nothing. You'd be pissed funny off about, more than not. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing funny about it's just trying. The wrong motivation. There's nothing funny about trying too hard unless you're making fun of somebody who's trying too hard. <laughs> it, it, but it is the best, if you ask me, it's the best, you know, hobby, fucking whatever you need it to be in your life. It's the best thing I've ever fucking done in my entire life. I knew when I was just a wee boy, like, I want to tell jokes. And I was telling jokes before I found out you can make money to tell jokes. <laughs> All right. I'm glad, I'm glad you set me up for this. I, I usually ask uh, comics that come on the podcast uh, a very specific question. Why comedy? Like, what is it that keeps you coming back to comedy? Dude, it's like, it's like a fucking, I mean, for me, it's, it's like when, okay, if I love coming on my girlfriend, okay? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I love coming. All right. But, but when I have an absolute crowd that I fucking kill, I would rather do that than come on my girlfriend. Okay, yeah, that's good. What you know, it's, it's 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 probably because I'm insecure and I love I need that validation. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's just I've always needed to like every time I make people laugh, I'm just like fuck. Well, well the point is like you could quit at any time, and you probably have plenty of good reason to quit at any time. But yeah. why do you keep doing it? Yeah, I could, man. Like I'm, I've always been very good at sales and stuff like that. You know, I, I could move up in you know the my my job that actually pays the bills and stuff like that. But when I get that, just when, when I get those laughs and like, I, I'm so passionate about it that I want to share it with everybody else. I'm so passionate about like stuff that I think is funny. I want to share it with everybody. And then when I actually get that validation and those laughs and I get, you know, like, and then especially if somebody's like, Hey, we could pay you for this. I'm like, why the fuck would I want to go back to like, you know, selling yeah. shit to people that I don't even think they fucking need. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You ever seen somebody try to buy some well, shit they don't fucking need, and you're just like, Todd? Yeah, I work at Hobby Lobby, man. Oh, I shouldn't have said that out loud. That was <laughs> uh, that's that's Toddy Toddy. He works at Toddy Toddy's. It's Toddy Bobby's. <laughs> he works Toddy at Toddy Toddy's. I definitely don't work for a huge Christian corporation <laughs> that just sells bullshit to old people. <laughs> hey, man, I got a Batman poster from a place that is uh, similar to that. Yeah, that is fucking sweet. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, comedy is just the best, uh, it's the best outlet I think that anybody could, I, I mean, for, at least for a person like me, that could ever have. I don't know why Nick does comedy, probably for more beer. But. <laughs> it's an excuse to get hammered. I don't know, man, that's like, a, it's a, such a loaded and, like, so many yeah. facets, you know, to answer to that question. I don't have just, like, one answer, you know? Like, uh, uh, when I first started getting back into the scene, because... I remember Doug was actually a huge part of because uh, he started. I started like maybe a few months after Doug and, and say Cody Cardinal and that kind of little wave that started up around that time. And like I, I went out and didn't do so hot right away, you know. So like I, I worked hard, but I busted my ass at it. But at the same time, there was also like a lot of the comedians around that area that would like come up, smoke my weed with me. <laughs> and then fucking talk shit right to my face, man. Yeah. I, I, I got so fucking disrespected by a handful of those Fort Collins comics, dude. And it, it's, dis, it's discouraging, but I would keep coming back, you know, at, at some point. Because of all that, you know, I'm like, I'm not here to impress other comics. I'm not here to be a part of your fucking scene. I'm here to fucking entertain shitheads on a Monday <laughs> looking to get hammered, man. These are my people now. 
So, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, that's where a lot of that comes from. But, I mean, that trying so hard and then getting shit on so much, I, and then keep to keep going back to it, I was like, there's no way I'm going to fucking give this up now. I've put too much effort into it, man. And and then, uh, you know, you start doing good. You start to feel like the, what it feels like to smash a room, to, have, to blow the roof off a place. And you're like, that's, that's some pretty good motivation, too, to get back into it, but uh, or to stay into it. But also, you know, like, like I said, those drunk shitheads in the middle of the week. I've been the drunk shithead who needs to be entertained in the middle of the week. You know, I, a huge part of why I even got into comedy at all was like I, I, I go through bouts of depression, right? As I'm sure many comedians do. Everyone I've uh, ever known. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I, there was one... Okay, so in high school, uh, after my high school sweetheart, you know, we'd been dating for like a year, which back then is forever, and uh, she dumps my ass, and I'm devastated. I'm just a dude on... Sitting next to a dude on a couch, watching himself stare at the fucking floor and say Morrissey song on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and for whatever reason, I'm flipping through TV and I stop on Comedy Central and they're doing a, it was like a 30 minute Adam Ferrara uh, special. And by the end of it, I had completely fucking forgotten that I had been dumped. I was in a good place. I was laughing. It was the best I had felt like in months. And I was like, shit, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this someday. But that was like in high school. It took another, what, maybe 10 years? No. A handful of years, and then I ended up drunk at the fucking Lions Lair, like, let me in! Don't make me pay a cover! <laughs> so, it's also kind of awesome to to give back, you know, what I was looking for. You know, I, I can be the local outlet for, for the guy that's looking for a stupid, drunk, shitty comic on a Monday night doing low-budget fucking open mics, you know? I'm so happy to, to, to be that guy. I'm exactly in comedy who and where I want to be. I'm so happy you are. And so, guy. yeah, I mean, why? and that'll keep me coming back for fucking until I decide that's not what I want to be anymore, I guess, which I don't first see happening. Nah, you'll die first. Yeah. Face down, pool my own vomit right nah. in front of the bar at Dillinger's. Yeah, from Jaundice. There will be from Jaundice. Jesus. He's going to be really yellow. <laughs> Super yellow. Luke's going to be like, what the fuck? How are you yellow? I'm than... pretty sure you'll probably get stabbed by a homeless guy you're just trying to hang out with. <laughs> right. Shanked up. You're going to be like, oh, hey, so there's tell another me about six you. pack in that 12 pack. Step, step, step. It's my six pack, motherfucker. Like, I'm like, ah. Nikki got his throat slit by a broken bottle. <laughs> that he paid for. That he paid for. We found the receipt in his pocket. I don't understand what happened. By his dead body, like, it looked like he had etched the word yeah. Pabst in his own blood. I'll probably just raise my hand and be like, I could probably tell you what happened. I wasn't there, but I know what happened. <laughs> 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 he's off Broadway or Colfax? Yeah, he's just yeah. getting drunk with homeless yeah. people. That's yeah. all he he likes mugged. to do this thing. Uh, <laughs> nobody quite understands it, but um, it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> oh, dude, I mean, sometimes. Like, there was one time uh, a bunch of us, there was, there was me, Double A, and our friend Alex, and we were actually looking for something to do after last call, and we, you know, of course we have the beer. We find these three hardcore fucking punk rock dudes, and they're, we somehow bond over the band Guar. 
Right? Great crowd here. Oh, well, we're all dressed up in like <laughs> fucking suits and shit, so we're looking all shiny. Our hair is all fucking done to the sides and shit. We look fancy as shit. We don't look like we're the sort that's gonna hang out with some gutter punk dudes all smelling like <laughs> gutter punk in their fucking camo jackets from the <laughs> Salvation Army, bunch of misfits and. Ex what uh, Exodus patches or some shit. Anyway, like the, what what made this encounter so awesome was uh, the, the two of them just start talking shit and they're just having fun talking shit, right? Just busting each other's chops, not really trying to get under each other's skin. But it escalates to a point where they are actually fist fighting each other and still joking about it. They end up rolling down this stoop, these concrete steps, and I'm thinking that's fucking painful enough. But then they get up and roll into the middle of Colfax. Now, <laughs> now they are holding up. Colfax traffic just rolling around <laughs> fighting and laughing about it drunk as shit smelling like piss and we're like these guys yeah. so essentially you just see like you're like hey if these guys are about some really dumb shit <laughs> yeah this is where I want to be Try this is what I do this for I did the same thing man like that's why I'm friends with so many fucking gang members like <laughs> I really am just friends with like an abundance of gang members I don't know you know who I'm kind of surprised I don't have more appeal with are the Juggalos. Yeah, you seem like... <laughs> there is, like, no more disenfranchised crowd than those yeah. poor trailer park meth yeah. kids. And I, well, actually, when I was broken uh, and homeless in Bellingham, like I was talking about before, there was these... Um, there just a huge group of Juggalos had gone into some house. It, was, it wasn't listed, but it was empty. No one was living in it except just... These fucking juggalos, dude. They're like, hey, you can come crash with us for a little bit, then you're not on the streets, man. They gave me my own closet to crash in. It was the, so, I mean, juggalos kind of took us out of the fucking cold when I was out there. Dude, when I was yeah, like, I when I was probably <laughs> like, right, like, you know, eighth grade, ninth grade, I was a total juggalo. Like, yeah. that was, but oh, that, I went through a hard But I wasn't like a real phase. one. Like it was just the cool thing to do in Rollins, Wyoming, was to be a fucking <laughs> smoke juggalo. meth and do <laughs> juggalo stuff. <laughs> well, we don't, don't have Fago in Wyoming, so I'm we buy Shasta. Dude, I shit you not. We came down to fucking Denver for a baseball game, and I seen Fago, and I bought it because I was like, ICP likes it. I should too. <laughs> yeah, dude, I fucking know every like all that. I do. I even bought like uh, the, uh, so ICP made this really dumb movie. I can't big, remember what it was called. Big Money big Hustlers. Money hustlers. Yeah. And then and I, Big Money Rustlers. I just bought the first one, Big Money mm -hmm. Hustlers. I bought it, Sugar watched it, fucking hated it, <laughs> and then pretended that I liked it to all my friends. <laughs> like, I was so, like, into the fads and shit like that when I was just, when I was that young. And then uh, I moved to Cheyenne and immediately was like, yeah, I'm not, a not gonna do this at all. I don't have to put on this facade anymore. Dude, I have so much old school, like just rare ICP shit. Like I have one of the um, first uh, cassette tapes of what was a Strangle Mania. Where, oh, God. Yeah, they just got a bunch of IWC yeah. matches from Japan with, that had like Cactus Jack and shit. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, these, these dudes are like... Their faces full of thumbtacks, dude. The, the the match where Terry Funk and Cactus Jack get together and Cactus Jack rips his ear off, that was on there. But it's all commentated by ICP, dude, and it's the funniest shit. Like, Those guys are funny. I think they would be better comedians than rappers, to be honest. It would be weird to see an ICP spoken word tour. Now, I would pay a lot of money to see spoken it. Spoken word tour? But... <laughs> ICP. If, if it's like, like Juggalos, now if I can get you to take a seat for a moment. 
<laughs> just listen to me, really. Like telling Violet J's got yeah. some shit he needs to tell you about. Snapping. Instead of clapping. <laughs> they would be sitting in their seats just fucking. ICP paint with berets on. Because they're just Black turtlenecks. They would be sitting there like, they told us to sit down, but we fucking can't because we're fucking juggalos. This is what we do. Like, they would be losing their shit in their seat. Dude, the amount of anxiety in that room. Dude, the amount of shit that would pop off. Well, and the thing is, is Jay talks so loud, too. Yeah. So you're, like, trying to get all these juggalos to, to just he's sit like, and listen, and he's like, what? And they all jump, you know. Oh. Man, hearing you guys talk about this, I'm thinking the perfect comedy show would have to be uh, Mitch Jones, you guys, and Sammy Pichotta. I think that would I be a good Sammy, show. I love Sammy, dude. Oh, Sammy, uh, like, when, uh, when I was still doing a lot of the Fort Collins stuff, I really felt like me and Sammy kind of bonded over being, like, well, massive alcoholics. I think alcoholics. the two of you on a show would be just <laughs> We, like, they're easily, easily some of the, we were definitely the two drunkest dudes at Hody's on more than one occasion. Yeah. Usually it's uh, just me and you, you know. Well, you haven't met Sam. I got I got to see Sam set uh, at Dougapalooza, and he's still doing pretty. He's just doing Sam stuff. Did he do OnlyFans? Did he do his OnlyFans joke? Oh, I don't think he did. It doesn't sound familiar. He's probably working on it, but he's got a good OnlyFans. (laughs) He's got a good OnlyFans. He's got a really good OnlyFans. You guys should uh, subscribe to mine. And then uh, Mitch Jones is a big uh, juggalo as well. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's a headliner in Colorado. Loves. Yeah, (laughs) I've never actually met him, but I've seen his shit, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's fucking hilarious. Like. He talks about it in his set and stuff. Yeah, all yeah, the yeah, yeah, dude. It was actually like really funny. Like, I thought about working on some juggalo it. stuff, but I didn't actually want to like pigeonhole myself or something, you know. <laughs> like I want to throw out that I, I fucking I appreciate and I really like juggalos, but maybe I'm not a juggalo myself, you know. <laughs> oh, I, I do dig the the ICP from the late '90s and the early 2000s. I don't know what they've done since then. But after Hell's Pit, I was fucking out. <laughs> I think it was yeah, about. I, I remember there was like other people that signed and shit like that. But it was, I, that was oh well, it. yeah. It, eventually, what they had, um, ABK, they got. Didn't that guy have like back. a? Doesn't that guy have like a lisp? Yeah. Stick and move, stick and move. Stick How the fuck, dude? You gotta right. have so much fucking. I admire. Like I can't even make fun of him at this point yeah. in time for having the balls. To just be like, I'm still gonna be a rapper. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. That is fucking like, I, I commend the guy. <laughs> well, and you know, if he was gonna sign to something, it's probably gonna be to psychopathic. Well, well actually, I think did, I, I think I see or, or no, Twisted. I think split off from Psychopathic, started their own label, and I think they took Blaze and ABK with them. Dude, I, can I don't never, really don't know what the story is. I stopped it, listening but. to that Blaze guy when I found out that he's white and he says the N word in his songs. <laughs> I was like, "Man, you, what you're happened? really gonna hate this fucking Eminem guy." <laughs> Just wait till you hear about uh, oh, literally any other white rapper. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Eminem's ever said the N word, has he? Oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure somewhere in one of those albums. I think he probably says it all the time, just not into a microphone, kind of like me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he said it a hundred times before the podcast. This is yeah. agreed to me. I said it fifteen times at yeah. home before I got here. Right. Yeah. No, but like I feel so like you're not in my car anymore. You're gonna have to walk to Blush and Blue. <laughs> And yeah, then by the time you get there, I'll have already told them that you're racist. Yeah, I'll have so. already been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> 
executed movie. You guys will have fun. It's just weird. Like, they'll have, like, TV. This is, this is a weird thing for me because they'll be doing the mic, but then they'll have, like, TNT projected on the wall. And I'm like, why TNT? Why not TBS? They know funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like you got drama <laughs> on the wall. TBS? They know funny. Seriously, because you got, you got TNT on the wall, and then somebody's doing comedy. Like, at least put, like, some slapstick guy running into a wall. That's kind of funny, though. Just the idea of, like, me trying to tell, like, an abortion joke while, like, Law & Order right. SBS playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the perfect, like, punchline to a joke, though. Just dun-dun. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. No, they don't have any sound. It's just, like, straight up. That's fucking weird. And like, I'm waiting why? for there to be an no. open mic where they just rely on the house acoustics. They don't even have a PA. It's like it's, <laughs> a, it's an open mic, but what we we just need you to talk really loud. That's <laughs> so he's got to yell all my jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody smart enough to bring a megaphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that one kid that's just like, I got, I got, he's got the fucking big like, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> just a big ass. Oh my, that is so. Funny. You think for like a. For such an LGBTQ friendly place, that like why TNT, like you said, exactly, like, yeah, why, why not TBS or why any other different? Why not RuPaul's uh, Drag Race up on the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> What's why going not RuPaul on? or something? Yeah, yeah, so I don't. Instead, they just got like, like the like the second Fast and the Furious rerun. Yeah, it's like, weird. <laughs> like you'd be trying to do comedy, and then all of a sudden Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock are doing <laughs> Speed Two on you know, and you're just like. Fucking speed. Dustin too. Hoffman was probably the funniest part of that movie, but <laughs> the fact that they made that movie was the funniest yeah, part of that movie. Sequel, yeah. yeah, I forgot they made a sequel. Alright guys. I think uh was, this has been fun. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for, yeah. Blast, yeah. Thanks for coming down. No, yeah, sorry, I would love to do this again, we'll, dude. We'll definitely uh get you on. Yeah, we'll, thank you so we'll much get for to throw axes for sure. We'll, we'll get you back. And uh I think you guys mentioned getting food. Luna's Tacos and Tequila is right next door. That place is delicious. Uh, there's also Carl's Jr. Caddy Corners, as you talked about. Wow, that sounds so much cooler. Like stuff in your face. Yeah, I'm just really into chain stuff, so I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> is there a McDonald's around here somewhere? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not close enough. Not close enough. No, yeah, we passed that A and W on the way down here. Oh, yeah. yeah that's the I would love to get food poisoning before I do a set. Right? I'm or, gonna, you, or you can wait for Voodoo Donuts. Yeah, that's totally. Me, that's me just shitting all over AW, by the way. <laughs> I don't care. My set last time I was in AW, my stool is loose. Last time I was in AW, I got stung by a fucking wasp. Really? Yeah, in a fucking AW. <laughs> and they said that there was a hive they just couldn't take care of. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm a fan of their cheese curds, but that's about it. Fuck AW. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Any all plugs? Right, any shit. plugs? What's going on? What's, on, what's uh, in the future? What's in the future for you? Um, April 10th, uh, I'm doing my event. Um, I expect everybody that expect I know. Expect full support. Yeah, I expect everybody <laughs> that I know and love to be there. Um, every dime that is made will be going to my foundation. Nice. And uh, I, yeah, I hope I can see everybody Saturday, April 10th, 2021. And okay. uh, also, you know, I do comedy and you should like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, catch me doing Zach's benefit gig april 10th i guess uh what uh of course always dillinger's on tuesday nights uh they're great great to us um and this it's a plug but it's so not related to comedy at all i uh i actually help uh with a with a friend's project and uh we have a lot of awesome, like, fucking hoodies and t-shirts and shit, so, uh, lustpop.net. We've we got kind of, like, this 
cyberpunk feel we're trying to go for, so a lot of a lot of neon colors on like dark backgrounds and shit. So, so that's fun. Support us doing that. I actually, you know what? I, I I'm yet to really have done a comedy campout. I mostly because I think I work. <laughs> so. I'll be doing like 15 minutes, I think. Okay. Some shit like that. Nice. Uh, I think we rescheduled them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, we got some rescheduled for next month. And what was it, March? March something. Look up, uh, Yeah, I think so. You just talked to, uh, I think Janegu was featuring that. Oh yeah, March uh, March 9th, nice. a bunch of us are gonna mob down to Stoney's. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anytime anybody wants to see us, I'll come to your house and do a set for some Pabst. So. I'll give it to you. If you really want to see me, and it's not open mic night, there's ways to make it happen. I'll do it with him, yeah, yeah. and I'll give you a fucking... <laughs> That's my new OnlyFans. Yeah, oh yeah, check out all the new OnlyFans we're starting. <laughs> yeah, subscribe <laughs> to my OnlyFans. That's the real plug right there. Subscribe yeah. to my OnlyFans. It's at Nasty McZack. He's <laughs> 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 already got 500 subscribers. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thanks, fellas. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Comics are yeah, off Talking shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what we do. Thanks for listening, everybody. My guests have been uh, Zach Roberts, Nikki Rax. Sign off, everybody. Say goodbye. Goodbye. See ya. Hey, Throwonax lovers, comics and bars, Throwonaxes, listeners, thank you so much for taking the time. Put us in your playlist. Appreciate your listenership. We appreciate your ears. I want to thank Nikki Rax, Zach Roberts. He's a little bit crazy when those two are around. They, they were sober. That's them sober. If you want to see them, we catch them pretty much every Tuesday at Dillinger's Bar in Cheyenne, Wyoming. They have an open mic comedy night there. If you want to try out comedy yourself, check it out. Very supportive scene. Thanks, guys. It was a good conversation. Hope you guys had fun. Wish you all the best of luck. Break a leg over a bush blue night. And hopefully I'll catch you down in another mic or two in Denver, maybe Fort Collins. I'll see you around. Thank you, Comics Bar. So nice and listeners. Hope you had fun. Peace. I saw a starfish on the ground. Whoa, we were-